That was, oh, let me get the B-roll started. Hold on. We're starting off great already. Here we go. Uh, That was Scary Pockets featuring Laura Mace with I Feel It Coming, The Weekend. I am your host, Kai Zen, and I have been drinking Schoferhofer and... Uh, 6 and 20 uh, Carolina Roja whiskey all day. But unlike last week, I actually got a chance to eat today, so probably less slurring. Although I'm not going to guarantee anything. We've got a hell of a show set up for you tonight and a full house. So let's introduce everybody and get shit rolling. Right off the bat, let's start with our special guest of the night, Boss Lady B. Oh, it's homecoming week. Boss lady, how you doing? How you been? Uh, hello, everyone. I've been good, busy, and uh, I was wishing I was here last week, but it's good to be here this week. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Great. We got to get uh, Jez back on at some point soon. Fucking hey, that'd be yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, get the two of you. Uh, what are you drinking tonight, boss lady? I have some fresh squeezed. It's a uh, IPA with a hop finish, a dry hop finish, and it's Ooh. delicious. It's Ooh. very hot right now. So very. cold beer, IPA, perfect. Very fancy. And going down the list, we got 
from the Star Citizen Research Group, we got Chad Lozan in the house. Say hello to the beautiful people, Chad. How are you tonight, and what are you drinking? Hello, beautiful people tonight. Uh, I'm just having some water. Uh, tonight, maybe some diet tea of some kind later nice. on. But uh, Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, all right. Good shit, good shit. And a huge, huge salute to Chad. We're going to show you some cool shit later on that Chad locked down like a pro, like literally within about an hour of the thing coming out it blew up and everybody's like holy shit this is amazing and chad's like i'm tracking this guy down we're gonna get permission we got rights we're gonna play it for you on the air tonight it's amazeballs we also got my xo wolf dragon my my better half my uh my my discord wife how are you today discord or <laughs> wolf and what are you drinking well <laughs> This is awkward. I've decided to drink red wine tonight, and I'm eating Thin Mints, so I've apparently showed up ready for that joke, not fucking realizing it. <laughs> You're my Stanford wife. That's great. That's awesome. You acted it into existence. Trophy wave. Hell yeah. Hell really? yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Hey, hey. Glad everyone could join us for me drinking wine on this shit show now, so great. <laughs> Relax, baby. You're pretty. And we also have from the Star Citizen Research Group, Elix in the house. Say hello to the beautiful people. Elix, tell them what you're drinking. Hello, everybody. Tonight, I am taking a trip on the weird side, and I've got <laughs> myself a glass of Bareface Wilderness Series 01. What makes this Canadian whiskey weird, and why I'm talking about it, is, first of all, they aged it in shipping containers in the woods, which is only slightly weird. Mm -hmm. But the other weird thing is, they put mushrooms in one of the barrels for a month. For and there's this rich umami flavor to it. And umami in a whiskey is a weird thing. So, that's weird. But anyway, I don't think you can get it outside of Canada, so sorry. Depending on what kind of mushrooms, you could also be tripping balls in a few minutes. So we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> Lady that kind of mushrooms. And Next one. Lady Raincloud from the Star Citizen Research Group. Say hello to the beautiful people. Tell them what you're drinking tonight and how you doing. Hello, beautiful people. I'm doing all right. Uh, just drinking some Coca-Cola right now. Listening to Elix talk about uh, that Canadian whiskey. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, just here. Glad to be here. <laughs> Missed the, the, the show last week. So, yeah, let's have some fun. Let's rock and roll. Hell yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. If I could get myself some whiskey with mushrooms in it, I'd say sorry, sorry to everybody for a while, like a week or two at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And from uh, and, and Suas Dev from beautiful downtown Phnom Penh, we've got Souverine in the house. Say hello to the beautiful people, Suv. Tell them what you're drinking. Hi. Uh, I live in the future, so I'm drinking coffee because it's Saturday morning. Oh, All right. You got to get yourself some like guava juice or something. Live it up. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, right? Yeah. I had durian for the first time the other day. Fucking, oh, oh my God. That yeah. stuff tastes like rotten onions dipped in baby shit. <laughs> oh, boy, is that disgusting. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. And we also have Tweaked 74, the tactician, my main man, on the left hand. Say hello to the beautiful people and tell them what kind of coffee you're drinking tonight, brother. Hello, everybody. We've made it to Friday again. I have no coffee tonight because... Much like what Boss was saying, it's freaking hot out here. Now, it's probably not as hot here, but mind you, it was snowing like a week and a half ago, and today mm. it's 85 degrees, so it feels freaking hot. So I've got a, a nice cold vanilla Coke and a nice cold water next to me for now. 
Hell yeah. All right, I'm getting feedback from the chat saying that Kai is a little low, so I've moved the mic. Hopefully that will take care of that. Let's get right into it, because we have got a lot of shit to cover tonight. First off, we've got Hot Off the Presses, the hottest new machinima in the verse. We're going to play it for you tonight. We've got the super sale on an awesome survival, exploration, building, slash that game which will make you shit yourself. It's that scary if you go deep enough. We've got a review and discussion of an awesome sci-fi book series you got to check out. The gang is going to get into Star Wars Galaxies. What? Elite Dangerous. We've got coverage of the week's news as well as tips for new EDO commanders. We're going to have some positivity on the Elite segment tonight. No Mansky. We got a roundup of the week's news and a banging hype trailer. And Star Citizen, we've got a roundup of all of the news you need and some huge Invictus hype. All this and more. So stay tuned. Please make sure to hmm. like and subscribe and click on the bell. It really helps us out. Yeah, that's not going out. All right, so I'll cancel this. Sorry about that. And that was the plugs that apparently for some reason were muted, even though they weren't supposed to be. Fuck it. We're going to go with the subscribe if you want. Who fucking cares? Let's hop into this. Right off the bat, let's start off talking about Subnautica. Now, Subnautica is a very, very cool sort of game you start off in a crash spaceship from there you have to it's like survivally meets exploration meets space building meets holy shit there's some scary shit in the deep let's start off with the trailer i'm going to show it to you right now and if there's no audio on this somebody uh in the chat please say so immediately sorry about that i'm attempting a controlled descent Sunlight. I've been dreaming of it for months. But it's hard to enjoy alone. The crash seems so long ago now. Father was right. We shouldn't have gone so deep. They do not want us down there. 
Despite my best efforts, ill health is taking hold of me. Marguerite and father are already part of this incredible planet. It's reassuring to know that when I go, I'll join them. Until then, well, there's always the view. How about that for a trailer? And if the first one seemed interesting to you, check out the update, DLC, whatever you want to call it, Subnautica Sub-Zero that added to the game. So that was the Subnautica trailer first, and then the Subnautica Sub-Zero trailer. Uh, and the reason, part of the reason why we're highlighting those for Thing a Week this week is that right now on Steam, all of those things are 50% off. So you can, for 15 bucks each, get Subnautica and Subnautica Sub-Zero. So 30 bucks total, or... You can add in another six bucks and get the $35.96 package that includes both of the games and both of the soundtracks. This game looks super, super cool. In fairness, I will say, in all honesty, I have not played this one yet. It's in my basket. I am buying it this weekend. This sale is a weekend sale. It is only happening this weekend. So I'm getting it. 
uh, this weekend for, what, 55% off for the bundle. I have talked to other people who have played it that I respect, who have highly vouched for it. And I think, you know, for 60% off, it is well worth it. The one thing that I know about it that 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 I I kind of am going to bounce off of a little bit is that it's a single player game. I think, uh, as Boss Lady said earlier, uh, pre-show, this game would be amazing as a co-op kind of whatever, a la sort of Nomansky, where you can do it with your friends or whatever. But holy shit, this looks cool! It's a big sale. It's a game that so many people that I very much love and respect have 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 given it their thumbs up guys let's hop in on this uh just no dot system just hop in and and let's try not to go over each other but hop in with some stuff i know boss lady you had suggested it for thing a week why don't you start us off and then i know rain has uh has played it a decent bit why don't we uh start off that way yeah, so in thinking about thing a weeks that fit really well with the space related genre that we all love this game comes up all the time in my community, in the Elite Dangerous community. And of course, there's always that joke of you're landing on a water world. So this is, in a way, it's kind of a wonderful pairing with the other games that we play out in space. Obviously, with No Man's Sky, there is a ability to go underwater and everything. But the thing that sets Subnautica apart is that it's a story. So you're kind of following these breadcrumbs and these clues, and it's an open world. So uh, like me, you may just end up getting totally lost and wandering off and not following the storyline. Uh, but most of the people that really, really love both the first one and the second one say the story's great. There, there definitely are some jump scares. Um, however, the game was really designed around the concept of not being another shooter. So it was meant to really kind of balance out the shooter mentality in new mm. games. So it has that really exploration, survival, building, creative vibe to it, which is awesome. I know I have literally had not one, not two, three separate people said, oh, you think Alien Isolation was scary? Subnautica beats the living hell out of it. Subnautica will, on multiple occasions, while you're sitting there just playing a game, hanging out on a Wednesday afternoon in your living room, have you scream at the top of your lungs because something the size of Iowa just like sailed by and was about ready to eat you. Uh, I, yeah, that's accurate. That's yeah. accurate. I've definitely had some some screaming. Maybe we 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 have no confirmation of that though. Rain cloud, hop in on this. What do you think? I know you've played it a good bit, huh? Uh, are you muted? Am I muted? You're not muted, guy. All right. Well, I think I I've definitely had. Um, I haven't had much experience playing it with myself. I actually ran into some sort of bug when I played it, and I haven't gone back since. But I've watched friends play through it, and yeah, they've they've had not literally shit scared out of them, but almost. There, there's been there's been moments. Um, I mean, just over my buddy's shoulder one night when he was playing it, we both yelled. The laptop damn near got yeeted across the fucking room. Um, I there there's a streamer that I mod for, and um, he he's he's taken to insisting that he has manly screams of intimidation. Sure. 
Sure, it's like a. It's like that, it's that's kind how of like he. A that's how he wants to explain it away when he shrieks like a girl. It's kind of like it's kind of a haka. It's just a a very high pitched yeah. shrill haka. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's 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 literally warning the dolphins to fuck off. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Lady Rain, are you back yet? Nope. Okay, Suv, what do you think? I've not played it, uh, but it's been on my list forever, and uh, and friends of mine have played it. It um, what I what I've heard about it is that it's a it's my issue with some people who um, people who listen to these podcasts quite a lot might know that I don't love survival games generally because mm. they're because um, the, the, the they're so frictional early on, um, and um, uh, and also generally they they can be quite janky as well for the 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 cost of being able to build anything and do anything usually comes to the fact that the actual moment-to-moment experience is pretty janky like in games like Ark or um, comparable ones. And I've, I've heard that Subnautica is much, much more polished than that. It's a much more polished narrative experience. Mm. Um, so it might be it might be the kind of survival game that's not for people who... That, that, sorry, this might be the kind of survival game that wins over people who don't generally like survival games, is what I've heard. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it's very much... It does very much have a, a linear progression the the map is pre is hand like, I, I mean I don't know about handmade but it's not a randomly generated map okay like the the map is the same every time so you you are you know you when you go to some place when it's time for this you know when it's time for the story to push you into going to you know such a place like just going deeper right it it can tell you you know it can, you can you can have something where a quest to basically tells you go here. So it's it is rather more of a bespoke event rather than a RNG created proc gen thing. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, it's not purely procedural. It's it's very much a curated experience. Right, right. But it feels like it's yeah, you know, like it's it's such a large play area that it feels like it might as well be procedural. Right on, yeah. right but on. But you can then play a second time, and you can you can you you can basically speed run going to the important places. Very cool. So there there is value on multiple playthroughs. Does anybody else have anything they want to add on this one? Uh, for my part, I actually, as somebody who was in the Navy, um, I really like Subnautica because I'm the crazy one that likes being out to sea. Um, so, I, uh, yeah, uh, it's not going to be for everybody. That is something I'll parrot. But if you like the idea of being on your own of a survival game that is a is a vastly different experience um survival games without like too much of a gimmick uh this and for example the long dark is another one of my favorite survival games because that one's like no magic no zombies no psionics it's just you versus the wild and subnautica's kind of that situation where you have to worry about depth and oxygen and there's alien wildlife and it, you know, there's no, like none of the normal gimmicks that we're used to. And I really do suggest it. It's a good game. Shout out to the people in the chat. There's a lot of people that have said, Oh, this looks so cool. This looks awesome. Uh, as per usual, we've got the round of soup seems quiet all of the sudden. Uh, we've got Joshua Betts saying, I've plenty to say about Subnautica. It's one of my top three games of all time. Man, that's a pretty strong recommendation. Yeah, so, that is pretty strong. As you can see on the screen, you can get it for over half off this weekend. If you're interested, hop in and get it. So that takes us to... Does anybody else have anything before I move along? All right. 
that takes us to our uh, next thing a week, which is, holy shit, I did not put the picture. I'm going to put the picture up real quick because this deserves to have a picture. Uh, but while I do, uh, I'm going to put the link in here. And this is for Expeditionary Force, which is an awesome sci-fi book series that you should probably check out. So while the lovely and talented Boss Lady B tells you about this book series, I'm going to get the art asset fixed and uh, we can go from there. Take it away, Boss Lady. So this book series is one that I think everybody here is going to enjoy. I love it. It makes me laugh. I personally listen to audiobooks, and this one is narrated by R.C. Bray, who is a fantastic narrator. His voices for the characters really just make the whole thing come together. But the premise is basically aliens attack Earth, right? You know, so it's kind of Independence Day situation. Uh, but but then the strangest of heroes arrive, and it turns out there's two big factions out there in the galaxy. And because of a wormhole reorienting near Earth, suddenly Earth is a battleground between them, and we realize that we're really um, quite small in the galaxy but what i like about it that's different than other space operas that i've read is that there's a lot of humor the the different species encountered each kind of have their little quirks and i won't spoil it for you guys but at the end of the first book columbus day you get to meet the best the best character ever and um kai you'll like him because he looks like a beer can nice i dig it so yeah, I would definitely suggest it. The newest, the, I think the second to last in the series is coming out in June. There's 13 or 14 books and they're all fantastic reads. And then there's a kind of like a side series. And I would I would put this right up there with um, The Expanse. Ooh. So The Expanse is really kind of like serious. And then this is like the comedy version, but still a lot of really interesting stuff goes on and good character building. Ooh, you you had me at expanse, but more comedy. Like these are these are a few of my favorite things. I'm down. Hell yeah. So it, I noticed in uh, researching it to prep the stuff that not only is it available like on Goodreads. There's like oh you can order it here. You can get it. You know for all the places you can get the book. You can get the you know Kindle. You could get the this that and the other. They also have this on audiobooks for those who are like, you know, uh, what do you call it? You know, they, oh, I travel, I commute, I this, I that. And, uh, I'm crunched, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you can. I, I, I read strictly audiobooks these days. Right on, right on. Has anybody else from the panel read any of these Expeditionary Force books? And, I mean, I, I got to admit, I have not as of yet, but I'm intrigued and I very much want to uh, want to get them. I have not yet. I've definitely read all the reviews and I've, I've talked to Boss about these before, too. They are on my list. They're in my wish list for Audible, per se. However, I am going through the Galaxy's Edge series, Ooh. which is book five, season two currently. And that is also narrated by R.C. Bray. So going between the two series with the same narrator, I try to separate those a little bit. So it's on the list after I finish the Galaxy's Edge series. Very nice. Very nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. So um, since none of us have, have read it, do you have any anything else you want to chip in to, to sell it to all the listeners out there, uh, Boss Lady? 
Like, tell us a little bit about sort of the book one, just just the, the like if you were to elevator pitch it to a friend, say like, because once I think once people try out book one and, and love it, then they're hooked and they're going to go down the line. Right, exactly. It, for those who have read the series, they're like, you know, book one's okay, but everything else is fantastic. So sometimes with book one, because you don't get to meet one of the main characters until two thirds of the way through okay. the, the beer can, uh, it can, it's you don't have the counterpoint. But the best part is, uh, it's like the strange things that would happen. So the main character, when the aliens invade, you know, he's trying to fight for his hometown in the, uh, you know, the East Coast. And I think he's from Maine. Mm. And so there's, there's, he, he ends up with a group of people because he's military. Um, he gets just some random civilians and they're, they're trying to fight back and they get this ice cream van that has like a bunch of really badly painted cartoon characters on the side of it. Mm. And so they end up, some stuff happens, but his nickname throughout the entire series ends up becoming Barney because of the van. So like he did this heroic thing, but because of the vehicle that they were driving, he kind of was a... You know, not quite a laughing stock, but he became a known a known figure because of the situation he got himself into. Very cool, very cool. I dig it. Uh, before we move on, I want to shout out one other thing with regard to the other thing a week that we talked about tonight, which was Subnautica. Both Subnautica and Subnautica Below Zero are on Game Pass right now. So if you are one of my console brethren and are looking for something to do with some free time, all of a sudden. Check it out. All right. Uh, let's see here. That has us moving on to... That takes care of that. That takes care of that. Let's move on to Elite Dangerous. Let's play the thing and see if it actually plays. Elite Dangerous News. Did that actually play? Did anybody hear that? I heard it through your microphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think... Hold on. Let me try this one more time because I'm having technical issues here. Let me try this. Elite Dangerous News. Did you guys hear that? I heard somebody say Elite Dangerous News. There you go. All right. All right. So, Elite Dangerous News. Let's set up the b-roll holy cow i'm having all kinds of tech stuff tonight guys i swear i'm actually you know uh, not slurring everything's good except for tech is just all over the place <clears throat> so let's start off with a, what you have a tech hangover from last week i do i do all right so let's start off with the elite dangerous news of the week well there was no development news of any kind this week. I think that's, you know, whatever. They did their talk last week, and they're due to have one next week, which actually would put it at just past the one-year anniversary of uh, Odyssey dropping, because Odyssey dropped May 19th, 2021, and it is... The, the, by the time they do their their next uh, live stream, it'll be actually May 19th, 2022. So that'll put it on the one-year anniversary. So we'll see what they have in store. They're, they're moving the thing to every other week to give you uh, more 
what did they say? More development stuff and more news and more whatever. So, yeah, fingers crossed for a good show. Um, <clears throat> with regard to the story, with regard to the whole, you know, Galnet storyline, the the Salvation storyline, the Azimuth storyline, all of that jazz. Um, we are looking forward to a update sometime in May based on their roadmap from last week that <clears throat> is going to have more stuff. Uh, it's supposed to have a new quest series, a new sort of quest line thing. So we'll see what that is. They said more narrative stuff. And then I forget if it was, it's pick one, it alternates between optimization and stability, whatever. But um, so that'll be interesting to see what the new quest line is. On this week's Galnet, we had some continuation of the Salvation storyline specifically. And so the first time there was a big Salvation CZ, or not CZ, CG, and it was collect a lot of stuff. Salvation set off his, you know, little Thargoid killing device, and it like massively killed tons of Thargoids. It killed like 90% of the Thargoids, and like only 10% of the Thargoids were able to like make it out by running away into hyperspace. And then the second time they did their salvation Thargoid explodey palooza, uh, like half of the Thargoids died, and like half of the Thargoids made it out by running into hyperspace. And now this time, this is the third time that we've done Thargoid killing Palooza CG from Salvation. Maybe continuation of a storyline as planned, maybe treading water. It's getting a little hard to tell at this point. Uh, none of the Thargoids died. They all ran away. It drove them out. But like, there's no crash and wreckage and all the stuff that there was from the first one and a little bit less so from the second one it's just that they left now you know you have to give them credit this is some kind of storytelling there's clearly the thargoids are adapting to the situation and i don't like know i don't know how this where this leads but it is you have to give it credit it is a story advancement of a kind and we'll we'll see where it goes um, with regard to um, different things from the community development, uh, the Spanch creator has added a new feature to Spanch, which now allows you to root for uh, getting your on-foot planty, scanny elite, you know, all of that. So your biogenetic elite thing from the from the place uh which is cool and the elite dangerous audio uh, elite dangerous odyssey materials helper is uh upgraded to um do the uh like engineering for your ship stuff which is very very cool now some of you might be saying elite dangerous odyssey material helper what's that well i'm glad you asked hypothetical person what lives in my head uh because we've started we're starting a new segment that we're going to do with elite dangerous to help out new 
Odyssey commanders, whether that be people that uh, have just or are about to transfer over their console stuff, fingers crossed, or whether that be just a commander who just happened to buy Odyssey or whatever. Um, we're not going to play the video, but I've got a link that I'm going to put in the show notes to two things here. <clears throat> the first is Elite Dangerous Odyssey Materials Helper. And the second is a video from Down to Earth Astronomy that explains where to find, how to download and install and set up and use Elite Dangerous Odyssey Materials Helper. So you can go to GitHub as if you look in the link in the show notes right now, you will see and in the live stream. Elite Dangerous Odyssey Material Helper link on GitHub. Um, and like I said, check out the, the second link, which is Astro's explanation video. I am an idiot when it comes to all things computer. Uh, and yet, it, if you follow the video that Astro has in the step-by-step -step guide, he'll show you how to get it, how to run it. There's some choices you have to make, like are you going to set it up to be just like a single run install on your PC as opposed to like installing it, installing it. Depending on your comfort with GitHub or all of whatever, you can choose whatever works best for you. But Astro is a savvy guy. Uh, I'm not going to tell you exactly who he works for, but I'll tell you he does like IT stuff for like some very big, important corporate peoples. When Astro says, I checked it out, it's good, I run it on my PC, I installed it, it's safe. So, yeah, um, it's a very cool program uh, that really does step-by-step -step help you get past a lot of the ball ache that was involved with, you know, oh, what kind of installation do I need to go to get this thing? Where do I need to go to get these poll results? Where do I need to go to get this propaganda? Where do I need to go to get this thing? And what kind of terminal has that? And it also scans what you have and says like, hey man, you got a lot of these. You could use it here or you could throw it out. It's no good or whatever. Uh, I'm seeing in the live chat, love Astro. I could not agree more. I, I absolutely love Astro. He is the man and will teach you everything you need to do in Elite. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, that's all that I have for tonight with regard to Elite. So first I'm going to ask, does anybody have any commentary, anything else to add that's new to Elite or any commentary on the stuff that I suggested? After that, I want to turn the mic over to Tweak for a little bit because I know he is having an Elite Renaissance and I want him to be able to share that with you. So anybody have anything on my stuff or anything I missed? Um, actually, yes. I do. Okay. Um, there, and and Burr's video when he talks about these tools, there's also an update to ED Discovery, which is another Windows desktop application that right adds more, more uh, voice control, like like voice attack, but it comes with it for free, and it just adds uh, updated content and updated stuff that interfaces with your game client in real time. Very nice. So if, um, and I can probably find a link. Uh, to put it in, in the channel, but it's another great desktop app for those who really want to uh, not wander aimlessly around 
the galaxy. Beautiful. Anybody else? Well, Chad, I know you've actually been joining Tweak on his uh, Elite Dangerous <laughs> Odyssey Renaissance. So why don't the two of you guys share a little bit of your adventures and some schools, some cool stuff you've been doing? I'll let Tweak start. Yeah, well, I uh, I think I said last week that I just I've been having a couple nights in a row where Star Citizen told me to go do something else. So I started playing Elite. Started having some fun. We had some BGS fires to put out. We've been working on some wars. And I've been finding a lot of little details. For for example, we were in one of Opix's systems. We were working the war. I was in the bar of the uh, land settlement, planetary settlement, waiting for, I think I was actually waiting for Chad to come back so we could like team up and go out together. And behind me, a conversation between three NPCs started up. And I quote, I mean, we have to win, right? We're going to win this, right? Have you seen the casualty counts? And then the next person starts talking. They were actually talking about the progress of the BGS war that we were fighting at that point in time. That's awesome. Little details like that go a long way to making it feel like it's a real thing. In doing all this stuff, I kind of rediscovered what I originally fell in love with Elite about, and that is the galaxy model. I didn't even know that I missed flying from one system to another to another to do different things. Mm. So I started running more missions again, and I started realizing that, wow, these missions are a little dynamic. Like, I can take the same mission three times, and I'm going to get three different results going in these settlements to do it. Nice. And I will tell one story, and then I'll turn it over to Chad, because Chad's brand new in Odyssey. I did a CZ a couple nights ago. I believe it was a high-intensity ground CZ. Opix was losing throughout this whole CZ. I could see the markers, and we were behind the whole thing. And it came down at the very end. It came down to me against 15 or 20 of the enemy. So it became a guerrilla tactics game of hide and seek throughout this giant spread out settlement where I had to hide from them. I had to make it up to the roof. I had to escape from three or four of them chasing me down. I had to sneak out and charge up my suit. I had to sneak out and get more ammo. I had to play Rambo and try to get them all alone one at a time to take them out. And... Maybe I cared more because the war was for Opix, so I didn't want to lose it. But when I finally killed that last guard, I put my controller down, and I, I had the adrenaline. I was shaking like, if you've played Elite Dangerous and you've been in PvP, you usually end up with that adrenaline where you're a little shaky afterwards. I had that experience from that CZ, and I've never gotten that. As much as I love Star Citizen, I've never gotten that from a bunker mission okay. or or an 890 jump. And I love those missions, and I do them over and over again. But there's something about the missions being able to change, and it gives it what I call a Han Solo moment, where I could go in one time and play it off perfectly cool and it works great without a hitch and i sneak out and nobody knows i was there but then the next time i turn a corner and there's a guard standing there and all hell breaks loose and the alarms go off and i'm running for my life not to die trying to get back to my ship so i can make a clean getaway 
So, that kind of stuff, the, the, the gunplay's not great, but those kind of adventures you don't find everywhere else. So, first off, I, I linked in the chat the GitHub link for the ED Discovery thing that, that uh, um, uh, Chad was talking about earlier. I, can, I, I'm going to make an observation, Tweaked, and see. I, I, I want to see if you agree or disagree what, how you feel about this. I feel oh. that Star Citizen does better missions than Elite. But Elite, number one, has a vast, vast quantity advantage over the missions that Star Citizen offers. And at this stage in the alpha, it seems to me that quite often Star Citizen missions are 50-50 at best if they're going to work or glitch out in some way, whereas the Elite missions, with it being a released game for years and having iterated and iterated, the Elite game uh, missions have... They work about 90, 95% of the time plus, so that while I think a mission to go to a bunker and, and do a lot of whatever can be way more in-depth and, and, and more beautiful, I think the, the, the elite really does have the advantage of quantity and, and stability with regard to their missions. What do you think about that? Definitely quantity and stability. I think the highly intelligent NPCs give it a huge leg up over the Star Citizen missions right now. Hmm. But as I was saying pre-show, I have, and, and let me preface this by saying, Star I still will play Star Citizen more than Elite. Hmm. And I love the FPS in Star Citizen. Hmm. That being said, if I go do 25 bunkers, and I go in the same way, tactical each time, it's going to turn out the same way each time. Mm. And that is not the case with these Odyssey missions. These Odyssey missions on the ground, you can go in the same way, and you could have different outcomes depending on the type of settlement you're in, the type of security they have, how okay. smart the NPCs are. Yeah. It all scales up and down. Yeah, I think, so I've you know, actually been very pleasantly surprised this week with the playability. And to your point, Kai, I was getting a little frustrated in Star Citizen where about 50% of the missions just wouldn't finish. You know okay. what I mean? I'd have fun doing them, but they wouldn't finish. Mm. And so I did. I went to Elite and 98% of the time the missions all work. So. And I think there's no – I, I, I don't <clears> – <throat> I don't think you necessarily, and I, I've been guilty of this myself, and I, I think everybody sort of has, but I'm trying to, you know, day after day you learn, you try to be a better man. I'm trying to, maybe if you point out things you like in Elite, you don't have to tear down Star Citizen to do it. If you point out things you like in Star Citizen, you don't have yep. to tear down Elite to do it. Try They're to just separate games. Try to just deal with each as a separate thing as best you can. Now, sometimes that's really what I had to do to be able to enjoy it again. I had to separate the two games. I mean, sometimes when you, sometimes if you're going to compare and contrast like different things like community outreach or management decisions or, or, or a philosophy, a, a development style, sometimes you do end up comparing and contrasting, but just do this. I would say, and, and when I'm saying this, I'm not trying to preach to y'all. I'm, I'm telling this to myself. I'm trying to tell this to myself as much as possible. Like just 
try to treat each of them. It's like your kids. If you have two kids and you love them both, and and one of them is just you know acing everything and going to college and hitting it out of the park, and the other one is struggling. It's not like you love that kid less than the other. If you love them both, then just fucking love them both and try to treat each of them as an individual and deal with each of them as best you can. I don't know. Maybe that sounds sappy. Um, Chad, hop in. You were you were getting into Odyssey. You were running around. Yeah. You were the Chewbacca to Tweaks Han Solo. Let's get into it. <laughs> well, I um, so I thought I'd try it out. I found the game for $13 on cdkeys.com. Okay. I've bought stuff cool. from there before. They're legitimate. Um, you just put, it's, it's the same key. You put it in. You have to resync your Frontier account, and then Frontier mm-hmm. recognizes it and it shows up. Nice. So I went in. Uh, he has a, you know an org already already in place. They own forty seven star systems, so they have their own player player faction, which is a super cool idea that I think some maybe star systems should adopt at some point. Mm. Long term future, where where a player faction is in as a part of the game, its mechanics itself. Okay. So they have these wars with either NPC factions or other player factions to control systems, which they get some better missions and better, you know, whatever. There's a bunch of rewards for that. So they have either space or ground. So we're doing ground stuff, and the game actually runs really well. It runs about 70, 80 frames per second on the ground and two hundred and something in space. Nice on my machine with a thirty eighty. Uh, the, the, he's right. The NPCs are super smart. Uh, you have to be, have to actually be careful and pay attention or they'll just shoot you in the back and kill you. Hmm. Um, and the, the run jumping around with the jetpack and the different weapons and, uh, the, the NPCs that are helping you are also very, actually do their job and aren't just there for pretty, uh, and they know, communicate background. to you. Yeah, and they 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 see all um you know enemy from behind. Uh, my shields are down. Hell, I'm reloading. Cover me, and 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 as you're going through this, and it is actually surprisingly helpful. It's basically capture the flag. You go to a, an area, the meter goes up, and you capture. Then the first team to go to zero loses. So you want to keep points. So every every kill is five points down, and every time you win the zone, it's fifty points down, and it starts at a thousand. And then when you, as you go through with each kill and each succession, successive progression of it, you get more and more bounty money. So on the the uh, medium or hard ones, I was making like between three and six million credits per per mission per round, mm. uh, which is not chump change. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. So for someone who's starting out, that's a lot of money. And I know there are missions that if once you get like a, a leveled ship, it's like 50 million credits or something. But but to start out, so it's like a the money is like a 10 to 1 between Star Citizen. And so like a million credits in Elite is like 100,000 in Star Citizen. Mm-hmm. It kind of works out to about that. Okay. Um, I think. And overall, it's really good. There was one CZ that bugged out where none of the NPCs were moving and they were just shooting at each other and yelling and no one was and no one could damage each other. Although they could kill me. Um, and uh, I could kill them, but the NPCs couldn't harm me. That was the only time it bugged out, completely bugged out. Uh, I haven't had any crashes to desktop. Uh, there was a, a multiplayer issue where I was flying with with uh, Tweaked and I couldn't get out of his ship. It went to black and stayed there. Um, that the, there are still issues and okay. instancing issues, yeah. Instancing issues, and Frontier knows it, and that's why they're like still they're going to be continuing to optimize Odyssey for the next you know nine months or more. Sure, okay. Uh, because there are problems, but overall it worked pretty well. 
Um, and the it looks it looks decent. It's not the ultra realism of Star Citizen, but for a game as old as it is, and as with the problems that the Cobra engine has, it's it's not it's not bad. Okay. Um, in terms of like overall market, it's, it's but the the incredible gigantic galaxy, plus I think the player faction part, which I didn't even know was was a thing, is adds a level of like investment into the game because it's the your org that actually can, has game mechanical game mechanic mm-hmm. specific things that occur because you play the game and then that affects other players and other dyna- part of the dy- dynamic. Yeah, and it's an interesting it's an interesting thing because I mean, let's be honest, and I'm not trying to be shitty. I'm just being frank. That whole player minor faction thing, all of that being in a like, oh, we control this system, we control that system. Let's be blunt. It means fuck all. It doesn't do anything to change any of the mechanics of the game. But guess what? It's a video game, so just like having billions of credits doesn't really change anything. Just like in No Man's Sky, having all of the fucking, you know, uh, buried modules doesn't change anything. Just like in Star Citizen, having millions and millions of Alpha UEC doesn't really change anything mechanically. The fact of the matter is, is that we're all video game players. We're all nerds, and we just want to see that top score. We just want to see that achievement. We just want to see that I've got... 47 systems and you only have three huh and it's, it's like a, it's, a game it's of fun risk. It's, it's it's territory yeah but i mean yeah. i'm just pointing out the fact that while it doesn't yeah. really mechanically do anything it kind of it just it is... does in a way that people don't realize too okay. whereas if if i'm opix right and if we had uh dreams of owning the whole galaxy per se we are better off controlling all the stations and being the system owner because then any random commander that goes to that system anything they do there they turn in bonds they turn in bounties they turn in data that's going to help opix's influence which is going to make expansion go easier okay how does it help you the player you yeah that's self-referential but 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 Again, coming back to my point of it doesn't really have to help you. It's just people do stuff because they're like, hey, I ran the score up. I got a big number. I feel good because of that. Like, whatever. It's an arbitrary goal, just like all other video game arbitrary goals are. You, and you then know. what it in turn starts doing, and to answer your, your question, Rain, what it does for me as a player is it gives me content to play. Like last <laughs> night, I get a message saying, hey, our influence in Polites down to 40%. What's going on over there? We find a fleet carrier with the name Agent BGS. We're like, okay, we got some issues here. Time to get to work. The whole squad comes together and starts planning you know, a, a plan of action against this. And it's it's game content that you don't get in many other games. Can I, can I also awesome. point out, like, I don't really love playing No Man's Sky in general until I add other people in, and then I fucking love it. I don't really like playing Elite all that much until I add other people in, and then I fucking love it. I don't really love playing Star Citizen all that much until I add other people in, and then it's the richest fucking game experience that I can describe. Like, so I think what what the, the point, like what we just said is that it grants content. It's about, hey... I'm having fun with my friends. We're drinking beer and flying spaceships, and I fucking salute that. And I think the best thing that came out of this segment 
is the name Chad Baca. I dub thee <laughs> Sir Chad Baca. Joshua Betts, you win. I'm going to hand it uh, over to Wolf real quick before we move on to the Nomansky section because, Wolf, you still lead the dark wheel thing. You do missions. You fly. You're you're doing all of that stuff. You you never left elite. You 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 were always faithful to that love. So I want to uh, I want to uh, you know give you a chance to hop in on something. Oh sure yeah, sure. And, um, and then after that, rain, and then we'll move on. There there was a there was a couple month period where um, I I did leave the bubble. Um, on my way to Colonia and got distracted and did some exploration and kind of put the game down a little bit and then um, I repped around uh, I repped around back to it um, just because I missed flying a spaceship like how Elite makes you do it. Um, got back into it. I went to a couple little shoebox stations and got some stuff and mm-hmm. I was I was talking with um tweaked uh not too long ago about about that you know how how important is the engineering oh I can just buy the grade 3s I for, I'd literally forgotten about that mm-hmm. I I'm kind of wanting to give that a shot maybe not the FPS stuff but at least make it so I can do the um scavenging since it's not really salvaging, but the scavenging stuff that that interests me a little bit. Very cool. But if I could get in with some people, I think I would be willing to give the the combaty side of it, or at least one of the integrated missions where you know I'm the guy that's got to cut open the door to do the things while somebody else is covering me. That that sounds really fun. Mm. But again, it's it's like how you were saying, you know, list list off the games, playing the games by myself. It's not nearly as fulfilling as doing it with friends. Um, and it doesn't matter what the game is. You get a community of people doing something together for whatever commonality reason it is. There will be shenanigans. There will be fun. There will be triumph. There will be loss. There will be anything in the gamut of human experience to be had. And it's all there for the taking. And that's just awesome. Yeah. If you want, Wolf, I know you've got plenty of people that way, too, but you're more than welcome to come over to where we are and run missions with us. Here is oh, what I'm going to do. You're a couple hops away. Here, here, <laughs> here is what I'm going to do. Wolf, you, Uh-oh. me, Sword, and some various others. We're going to hop in and we're going to do some fucking elite within the next week. I promise you that I will make myself available to play some fucking elite before next week's show. And maybe we'll turn this into a regular thing. Uh, now if you're not around, well shit, then I'm off the hook, but I will make myself available. <laughs> and we got, we got to turn this over to rain. Cause she had something she wanted to say before we moved on to Nomansky. Hop on in. Well, in the spirit of the positivity, I was going to try a the compliment sandwich thing, two positives and a negative. Okay. Um, not kind of go the way I wanted it, but first thing is the free PC copy that they're talking about. I think that is the coolest thing that they could possibly do. Now, it, it, it can be kind of seen as a little empty because, you know, console players... Can they afford the PC anyways? Um, probably not, but still, they're going to get a free copy, and 
that's actually fantastic that Frontier is doing that. Cool. The second thing is... Um, I, love the, I love the casual implication that if you play console, you can't afford a PC. Well, uh, <laughs> I <enjoy> that. You, <laughs> know, you know what? Your current price you know, is what they are right now. I mean, what the prices are, what they are. So. Now, anyway, that's, let me, that's a good point. That's now is point. not the best time to go looking for... When I say now, I mean the, for the last, what, two fucking years? is not the best time to go yeah. looking for video cards, unfortunately. I mean, I, I did spend $2,500 on my PC. So, you know, just... You got so. out easy. Yeah, I did. Mm. Uh, the second thing is seeing update 12 with the new mission type, seeing that, you know, they're planning update 13 and update 14, which is three months apart. Good fantastic keep working oh yeah that's fantastic the third thing is the bad thing and as a community manager i i i gotta i gotta feel for zach i gotta feel for zach because as the gamer side of me when i see them go i can't say much about this in fact i can't say anything at all other than it's a feature that we're going to be working on, and just trust us, you're going to like it. Mm. My response to that is, all these years in, with literally dozens and dozens and dozens of studios, with a thousand times better communication, why? Why can't you say anything? What feature? When? Why this feature? Why now? Why this feature now and not a year ago or a year later? Why can't you give any details at all other than we're working on a feature, trust us, you're going to like it. That is, it's just not okay. It's not that's, okay. That's a very tired statement that they have continually give us, given us through the years. Yes. Yep. So, I, but this I'm, is me trying, hopefully I did well, the, the two positives and the negative. I'm trying to be more positive, so, you know, there we go. Fair enough. <laughs> I, can't, I can't argue with your point. Uh, fair enough. So, Boss Lady, do you want to add anything about Elite, good, bad, or otherwise before we move on to Nomansky? Yeah, I was just about to say, like, I better chime in now because Hell I don't yeah. play No Man's Sky that much. <laughs> so, uh, the big thing for me, I'm totally, I, I mean, ever since Odyssey came out, I've always gone off into, like, a whole different tangent. So, mm -hmm. I am relaunching Expedition Calypso probably in the next week or two. So if anybody has a second or third account, or even if you want to dedicate your first account, the fleet carrier is going out and it is probably never coming back. So I have about four years of income on it. Uh, we're just going to go out. We're going to wander. We're going to explore. There's no set timetable. There's no specific route plan. Just basically going out into the black forever so mm -hmm. i'm really excited about that and nice. you know the um i'm glad to hear about the exobiology spanch thing because we were just saying has anybody made exobiology elite that you guys know yes yes okay cool so i want to know who they are because we were having this conversation we we're like who is it because i know someone has had to have hit it oh, yeah. a few people uh, but that's cool that they now have kind of like the roads to riches for exobiology. And, uh, Hell yeah. I definitely took a long break from Elite, and I'm excited to get back into it. I I can't really speak to much of what's going on in the news part of it because I've just been totally out of the loop there. But I still enjoy it. It's still wonderful. You know, it's space. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think I think that'll be that'll be a good time. That should be good fun. Um, and to, to, to reply to, uh, Lady Rain, who is saying, you know, I'm trying to be more positive, uh, just Rain, just know 
we as a community, we love you. We respect you. Thank you. You, you Thank absolutely you. have the right to express your your feelings, both positive and negative. And I think that your two good points, your two pluses, and your one critique of uh, of Frontier were all very true. And if anything, very tastefully Fair. stated and very fairly stated so yeah don't feel at all like oh we're trying to push you to go one way i'm trying to think for me but <clears throat> i found that in general when people say hey i'm gonna try this thing you know whatever i found jesus i'm going vegan i'm off beer i'm whatever that's cool but like when you try to push other people to do it oh that's just fucking obnoxious so like you do you do your thing. And I want to give a huge shout out to Griffin Gaming RPG in the house from Soul Citizens. Hello, hello, Griff. I love you, brother. Good to see you here. All right. Let's hop into some Nomansky. I think I even have a sound clip for this. Let's see if it plays. Uh... No Man's Sky Nomansky. Did that play? Did you guys hear it? No? I, I heard a woman say No Man's Sky News. Yes, that's the thing. That's what interstitials are. Are you confused by this, Soof? <laughs> I, I, I don't really understand podcasts Fair. very well. That's... Somebody, somebody who does a lot of podcasts, I really Fair. don't understand podcasts. Fair enough. Fair I'm enough. Not sure these are, I'm not sure these are playing the way they normally play, but we did hear it, so good enough. Let's go. All right, here we go. Point alert. Kai doesn't know how they work either. Hey. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm trying. All right, here we go. Take my hand, it's time to leave From now on to eternity Oh, we all know it gets hard to breathe And how we got here's a mystery Sky, five years of discovery. I want to give a huge shout out to Soul Index, who is in the chat live. He just typed in, honored to have my video featured by you all. Thank you so much with three little smiley faces. We are super honored that you would let us. I am, I, I, when I saw that, so I want to call out uh, Earth Serpent, who from the No Man's Sky research uh, team, who brought that to my attention and said, Kai, uh, this thing is amazing. We need to 
we need to show this. We need to call it out. Um, I'm going to t- – I, I typed it in at the very beginning, but I'm going to put it in again now just in case you missed it. Sometimes things fly by in the chat. Here is a link to that video. Go right now. Run, don't walk. Go to Soul Index's uh, YouTube page. Give it a like. Subscribe. Do all of the stuff. I didn't see if he has merch. Fucking buy it. Uh, look out for his new stuff as it comes out because that video to me, I I legitimately, it, don't get me wrong, I love the official Hello Games No Man's Sky videos that they put out and all of the stuff, but that one, that five-year tribute was to me the best single tribute video I have seen to No Man's Sky. In a minute and 20 seconds, it captured everything. This the, the music was accompaniment was perfect. The shot compositions were amazing. It showed off exactly why I love this game. So huge salute. Everybody in the chat, let's get a, a huge round of salutes for uh Soul Index for that amazing, amazing work. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna open it up to the to the cast. Hop in. What did you guys think of that video? That was shit hot, wasn't it? That was fantastic. That there's, was there's the best no other no Man's Sky that. I've ever seen. Hell yeah. Multiple people are saying this is the best video I've seen from No Man's Sky. And it's a game that's full of amazing videos. So, yes, yes. Big, big, big salute to hey. you, sir. Hey, hey, Sean. Sean Murray, I'm talking to you. Sean, talk, talk, get get this guy. Talk to this guy. Person, get him, get him, get him. Whatever, yeah. just whatever you need to do. <laughs> Hell yeah. Get in there, Sean. Hell Come yeah. on, let's go. Nice. Hell yeah. That was such a good video. Very true. Very true. Very true. I know Sue's been enjoying some No Man's Key lately. Sue, you're working on a little special bass. You got like a little disco bar something going on there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it, brother? God, I my work has <laughs> suffered so much this week. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I've So I was like... I've got a base that I've been working on for three years. And the way, the, what I'm doing is, um, first of all, I built a little wooden hut. And then uh, basically every time they release new base building bits, I um, I look at them and I get inspired for what I could build, like mm. a, what sort of building I could create. And then I go and build a building like that in my base. I now My base is now a little village of about 10 buildings. Um, all different architectural styles, all different materials. Um, it looks like that village in Wales that that um, that uh, UK people might be familiar with, where they filmed The Prisoner back in mm-hmm. the 70s. I'm um, not a number, I'm a man! <laughs> fucking old guy, you know McGowan. Every... Patrick McGowan, brother, Longshanks. Every... He gets every single reference, it's insane. Um, and um, uh, so I now I'm now butting my head against the part limit the 3000 part limit um, mm. for bases in No Man's Sky. And my frame rate tanks to about 25 uh, <laughs> whenever I'm in certain bits of it. Um, and I have managed to build the, like, I, I was like, okay, well, I've not got involved with the bike beats and the, the flashing cubes and the, the flashing floor parts. I've not done anything with those yet. And I'm, I'm kind of interested in it. So I'm going to, I'm going to give that a whirl. Um, the bar I've built is the gayest bar anyone has ever seen. I love I, it. I, I'm there my, for it. My work, my work has suffered 
so much this week because all I've been doing is all day logging into No Man's Sky and building <coughs> the universe's greatest gay bar. Um, and, uh, and oh my god, I've succeeded in spades. It's beautiful. It's like architecturally, it's like a. Um, it looks. I'm, I'm in. Ca I'm in Cambodia at the moment, and I. I kind of. Um, it's. It's kind of based on uh, like the Angkor Wat style of. Nice. Um, like the, the 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 silhouette of those temples. Yeah. So it's kind of based on that, and it's it's made out of it's the new wood. It's the new wooden uh, tile set, and it's it's all glass with these kind of cascading roofs. Um, oh, it's, it's it's the best. It's so good. Um, I, and um, it's yeah. No Man's Sky has been a, has been a has been a demanding mistress this week. Let me I, tell you, like, I've, I've just I got go. so many hours. I have to go visit your gay bar. Let me tell you something. The funnest time I've ever had in my life was at a marine bar. But the second, third, and fourth funnest times I've ever had in my life in bars were in gay bars. And the fifth funnest time I ever had in my life was in a Tejano bar where I once got stabbed over a game of pool. But it was still fun <laughs> up until that point. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. I gotta go see this gay bar. I'm super, super excited. Maybe, uh, it's really, yeah, I'm really pleased with it. It's very cool. My frame rate's not pleased. Um, and, uh, and my work is not particularly pleased, but, um, but, but I'm, I'm that sounds like it. a them problem. Exactly. Yeah. Who cares? Um, Shadow Wyvern in chat. Yes, it is Port Marion. I'm correct. Uh, it does look a lot like Port Marion. It's called, uh, Yaksha Camp, which is just the project that is the project name that I stuck with. Yeah. I saw the pictures. It was, I, I, I first made it in like 2018, and um, and since then the Origins update happened, which repropped the entire galaxy. Mm. So when I built it, it was it was a beautiful Earth-like world um, with green green grass, green water, and, and blue skies. Now it has purple grass um, and completely different animals, and because they repropped everything, loads of the terrain... Um, and, and like new rocks and plants and stuff suddenly were growing through the floor of some of the buildings. So I had to I had to rebuild a load of the buildings, basically. You know um, what? Which is what? I think that leads us to a very cool thing we can talk about next week. You know what I think we need to have on next week, Suv? What? I think we need to oh, have app. a Dr. Kai app. Now, to be clear... Ooh, that's a good idea. That's I'm, a really to, good to idea. To be very clear, I am not the Kai involved. It is a much smarter Kai. It's Dr. Kai with two eyes, I believe, yeah? He of, yes, he, he of old school elite fame. He of the, the distant world stuff and all of that amazing stuff. There's a guy named Dr. Kai who made an amazing app for base building and moving stuff and doing all kinds of neat shit in Nomansky. And I promise you that next week we're going to highlight his app and have a amazing story about it. Yeah, good good idea. Hell yeah. Good idea. Hell yeah. Hey, Kai. Yes? I want to take you to a gay bar. I want to take you to a gay bar. Gay bar. Sounds good to me. Let's go. Just don't, now, just don't start a space war. If they <laughs> now they they gotta have good. Here's the deal. I do great in gay bars. I never pay for a drink. It's fucking amazing. But like, uh, they gotta have good drinks. They gotta have good good like some whiskey, some dragon's milk, some something. And I'm I'm down. I I give no fucks. I have my little sister who I love more than any other person on the planet is gay and is married and I've marched in three gay pride parades and I have both been shot, had a collapsed lung and died for almost a full minute for this country and killed people for this country and fuck anyone who says that 
she doesn't have the right to love who she loves. So fuck it, whatever. That wandered into a weird political rant. I'm gonna yeah, shut good. up now. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, dead net. So uh, yeah, but back to No Man's Sky. Uh, no Man's Sky is. Oh my god, such a fucking fun game, and it's right, it's, I, it's it's great. Can I say about the um, the sure. other things that I've been doing in No Man's Sky? Very quickly. Sure. So, this week I also got a living ship. Uh, I got a, a teal and purple living ship because um, I did a um, I, I I found actually no Shadow Wyvern I think um, gave me a, um, a void egg, and I did some missions this week, uh, which really beautifully written really sort of hauntingly sort of pretty narrative missions um to mature this void egg and um and it, it was all about this uh a civilization that that created this um biosynthetic life and um and how you 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 go from world to world picking up all the bits and maturing them and then assembling them into this into this living starship which i now have which is brilliant and now whenever i fly my living starship i come across void eggs floating in space and when i interact with them i get um upgrades for it um so that was amazing i got a mech and i've been upgrading that and i've been doing missions to um i've been doing missions to help out a settlement that i adopted um uh to upgrade my mech um which is really fun uh and um what else have i been doing um i uh i have been uh buying new weapons for my multi-tool and experimenting mm. with those like there is so much to this game like like when i when i first played no man's sky it kind of felt like a, a sort of shallow mm. quite hollow experience and now it's just every, every time i log in everywhere i look there's all these new narrative threads and all these new features that are really well integrated they they, they they all integrate really well together well most of them and um uh it's it's like this it, it's it's this wealth of options and and exciting possibilities that i um that just seem to be around every corner it's, it's wonderful really really great i let me ask you a question suv do you have the flamethrower is it hold on how do you get a flamethrower so here's the deal Hello Games accidentally, like three patches back, introduced a flamethrower for like four days. And then they were like, whoops, we didn't mean to introduce that yet. And they yoinked it back. But through a mod, because they're still actually maintaining the flamethrower. They're still upgrade. They literally in the, was it Expeditions? In, in one of the patches, Frontiers, one of the patches in the last two months or three months, they upgraded one of the image like like the 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 video files like the image quality for the flamethrower but they so if you have it from back then they didn't take it away you still have it but it's not finger quotes possible to get at the moment except for if you have a mod which uh earth serpent linked in the in a chat which we'll talk about later on next week's show you can absolutely get a flamethrower that is cool as fuck and makes amazing like uh you know uh it, it, it just looks it, it, it the graphics it just looks so good um yeah I love No Man's Sky. 
just there's so much shit that you can do in No Man's Sky that it's like, wait, what? And it's like, yeah, sure, you can do it. And they don't care. They're literally like, yeah, you can have it. It's fine. Um, so next week we will feature the Dr. Kai app that is the base building ultimate app. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, it's like Dr. Kai built ED profiler, which is, um, which is the, it's pretty much essential for, uh, using VR in elite dangerous, mm-hmm. um, and 100%. Lots of people know it from that. And, um, this app is, uh, it's called, uh, it's called no man's sky companion. Um, and I'll drop a, uh, I'll drop a link for it into the YouTube chat now, but we'll cover it properly next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it basically interacts with all the game's data and, um, and lets you, gives you a load of information that the game doesn't and lets you do things like um, share your multi-tools and exocraft and freighters and ships and bases with other players. Um, and also lets them lets you hot swap them within and between your saves. So, for example, if you've reached the companions limit or the or the multi tool limit, you can you can swap you can save you can take those out of your save and save them on your PC, and then and then swap them back in at any time. So it lets you bypass the the limits for um, for all the items in game. It's like an example of, of how powerful it is. When I said to him, "Ah, oh, my my base has been balked by the Origins update, and now there's grass growing through all the floors." He said, "Well, why don't you just move? Why don't you just move it? Why don't you just use my tool and just move your base to another planet? Um, like it, it really oh, yeah. is very, very powerful. It's, it, it gives you a, a level of control and detail comparable to the third-party tools for Elite, like EDDD, uh, EDDB, and things like that. Um, it's it's essential. Hey, I'll grab the link now. Hell yeah, um, yeah, hundred percent. I'm going to post a link in the chat." Uh, this is another thing with regard to Star Citizen. Sorry, Nomansky, for this week. This is... Posting it now. This is uh, Ricey. He posted a video on... Where is it? There we go. Uh, did I delete that? Yeah. Ricey posted uh, a video that was solar ship parts. Now, the link is in the show notes, and it is in the live chat now. I just posted it. He literally goes through each thing, like the nose, the fuselage, the wings, the like rear, and the solar sails. And he says, like, these are the different types of nose these are the different types of like uh wings these are the different types of sails there's multiple types so like for sails you can have the semicircular my favorite you can have the they call it the octo which is like a weird breakup and then they have the like like a uh, rectangle those are the three types of solar sails. For the nose, you could have the spider, the guppy, the jackal, the raven, etc. And he literally shows you in this video, this nose looks like this. This wing looks like this. This fuselage looks like this. This sail looks like this. What you should do is watch this video say like i like this nose this sail this fuselage this wing 
this, I forgot what the other thing is, like aileron or whatever. And then you go to the coordinate exchange website. You type in, like, I want this nose, this wing, this fuselage, this uh, aileron. And then you can say, oh, here's the coordinates. Put in these glyphs. You'll teleport to the system you like. And you can get the ship that you want. And then do it. I think the new ships are amazing. I think the the what's it called the uh, the the coordinate God. exchange. It, it looks amazing when you say like, "Oh, I want this, this, and this." You can go to the system that you want. You can find the thing that you want, and you can get it. So go enjoy it, Sue. Uh, no, I'm done. I've got nothing else. Okay. Does anybody have anything else with regard to Nomansky? I like space. Space is good. All right. Shout outs to what shout outs to what persistence gets you. Yep, yep, yep. The last thing I'm gonna bring up with regard to Nomansky. And I'm posting it right now in the channel. Whoop, wrong one. Sorry. With regard to Nomansky, is this right here, which is. There's the Twitter. It is for um, Captain Steve. There was a new thing that was posted with regard to the system override, the, the uh, space station overrides. It is Atlas Aeron Surveillance Uplink Functional. Now, Aeron in this case means, like you just translate it, it means Sentinels. Surveillance Uplink Functional. So, that's saying that it's on, but the functional is hyperlinked, so that leads you to believe that, okay, that's a toggle, so it's functional or non-functional, like offline. Um, there's been a lot of speculation. Does this mean that you can now, you know, take over a station with regard to the from like three expeditions ago there was that override i think not i think me personally i would suspect that this means that you can number one disable the sentinels that scan your ship and i think that's probably like step one or two or three on among like a step 10, 12, 15 process to fully taking over a space station. I don't think that's coming right away. I think that's coming in time. But it's a process. It's a spectrum. And I think that what Hello Games is going to allow in the long run is for you to own 
a space station. But there's they're not going to make it easy. It's going to be several steps to get to that point. Now, obviously, this is speculation. This is taken from a tweet that was made by Command or Captain Steve. There could be several ways where he is misreading this, or I am misreading this. So. Obviously, it's up to Hello Games to finally decide like what the specifics of this are going to be. What do you guys think? Uh, I, think it's, I, oh. I think the um, the uh, reading the I, I don't think there's an obvious link between station ownership and that line of text. I think there is. A, I think I think station ownership is is a reasonable jump from the new items and interactions that are in the game from, from other things. But I don't think that line of text ins insinuates they should ownership. Well, the, the only reason why I say that is because literally the item that you got from like three expeditions ago was station override ship. Yeah, exactly. But, but would a station have a flight path management? Um... I mean, yeah, because you've got ships coming and going in in the station. So if you own the station, you know that's that's something. I think I think we just have to wait and see. I think that, um, as I said a couple shows ago, people outside of the sphere of those of us that play No Man's Sky do seem to forget that No Man's Sky does have a storyline and lore, and a lot of that is kind of a from soft kind of vibe where it's just sort of built into the world and you have to find it. Um, and considering what we do know of the lore and the storyline with Atlas, etc., the fact that it's now Atlas slash Aaron, that throws me off. I'm not used to seeing Atlas slash Aaron. So I'm only used let to me just say seeing Atlas stuff. We have other examples from already locked in lore Aaron mm. in this case like I don't know why but like there's some lore missing yeah but Aaron means sentinel okay so that's established it's, it's, yeah it's it's okay the, it's it's the it's the name of the race that the sentinels are gotcha okay I didn't know that um but I think it's like um I think something big is coming because no, like the team at Hello Games has shown us that for time and time and time and time again through their through their actions that hmm. that tagline right our journey continues. Yep, more is coming. More, more is coming, and at a good pace. Uh, yeah, I I am actually with Kai on this one. I think something big is coming with this. I really do, and I do think it's related to space stations because. One of the most requested community features, you can go on Reddit, you can look on Twitter, is the ability to build in space. So, and if you watch people build things, too, on Reddit, there's lots of screenshots of people hacking, basically hacking, not really, but trying to screw the build height to build up as high as they possibly can go. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, what, what if they just give you a space station instead? So with the existing hacks, as you say, and you're not wrong, 
you can literally use like teleport up teleport up teleport up and you can build a like iss type installation where you have a base that consists of a small platform teleport up teleport up teleport up and and i yes it is sort of a hack or sort of a workaround method but you can literally build a base that is so high up in the sky that when you look down people are ants it's crazy cool but it's a thing that's been doable for five six seven patches it's not new so rain is absolutely right that there's a workaround where you can build a maybe super like 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 it's it's somewhere between the iss and like the the from the marvel series that whatever quinjet carrier thing that they have whatever the hell that thing is helicarrier helicarrier it's it's somewhere like between a helicarrier and the iss it's like is this in low earth orbit or is this just at like eighty thousand feet question mark question mark question mark like who knows um and it's super I'm cool gonna, i'm just gonna jump in with a second here with the the atlas air on surveillance uplink i kind of feel like this is no man's sky's equivalent of hey we just found the first unknown artifact what the fuck is this could be i mean it, that yeah there you go yeah. maybe i mean be. i could be wrong but I'm getting right. that kind of feeling where, like, if there's a storyline, it might take them three pat, like three yeah. major content patches to actually get to it. But if there's anything that Hello Games has the freedom to do at this point, they've built so much so far up, and like they've they've exceeded what the original promises were. So now they can just start planning, like, yeah, yeah, you know, what can we do now? Like, what kind of, you know, like the sky's the limit. Other Maybe. than, you know, the laws of physics, what do we do? I, I know, let's do this crazy storyline of whatever, whatever, whatever. And we can plan this two years ahead. Maybe. And we can, because we're putting out regular content updates, we can start laying those seeds early. Maybe. That's speculation. Nobody but knows. So with the, pretty cool. With the existing patch, with the patch that's already out, they added in outlaw stations. They added in the fact that outlaw stations provide contraband that you can smuggle to regulated state stations and you can get massive upgrades times two times three payout. But that sentinels, who are the local security force, let's call them, the cops in that those regulated stations, will scan you. But you can get a module that helps you to avoid their scan. There's like, it's, you know, it's tit for tat for tit for tat for tit for tat. It's like, it's multiple inception levels deep of like, but this, but that, but this, but that, but this, but that. But let's not overlook the fact. So, so as it exists in the immediate, in what, in No Man's Sky, whatever the fuck the current version is called. In Outlaws, all this does is presumably, and this is a presumption based on the fact that it looks like a hypertext link where it says functional. The presumption is that you can make it non-functional. 
What does that mean specifically? All that means specifically is that the Aaron, i.e. the cops, i.e. the Sentinels, if it was non-functional, then they wouldn't be scanning you. That's all that means. But the fact that you call it a override terminal for the station, one would presume or hope or suspect or have reason to, with an educated guess, believe that down the line, there's some kind of quest line, some kind of multi-step process, some kind of spectrum where turning off the cops in that area is step one or two or three towards step X. Maybe it's four, maybe it's five, maybe it's 17. Who knows how complicated they make it. But eventually, it leads to you owning the station. Now, I own it. I'm the pirate. I own it. And fuck, I set the rules. And it's this way or that way or whoever. Who knows? All of this is complete speculation on my part and nothing but educated guesses, which could be entirely wrong. Please hop in and explain how I could be right or wrong. Um, I think, I don't know. I, I think that a load of the stuff that we're using as evidence for station ownership has been present in other games. Like Elite Dangerous has the same... I don't think smuggling mechanics are evidence that station ownership is coming, for example. I, I think that there is I think that the fact that you can now interact with the big circle thing in stations and the fact that they the fact that the console has utilities that that are not yet clear is definitely evidence that some further functionality is coming to space stations. Definitely. Um, hey Sue, I, I wanted I would just if I can just point out one thing. Um, sure. You can't take over stations in Elite, but smuggling does allow you to disable them if you smuggle enough um, UAs on, into them and UA bomb them. Those got not deleted. Anymore, Those yeah. not, that hasn't yeah. been yeah. a thing or it used, used to be. But anyway. But I'm just saying, like, just because, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be complete station control just to mess with the station. Yeah, I think there are... I think but anyway, there, go there ahead. Are thing, there are things that... There are... Um, there are definitely things that Hello Games could let us do with stations that the new interactions would facilitate that are not ownership. Um, but at the same time, I, Hello Games, the way they, their philosophy with No Man's Sky is definitely give the players as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you, freighters, for example, and actually I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't actually particularly agree with this philosophy because um, I think it makes it feel too easy. But the way they, they, the way they run No Man's Sky is that big big it's a power fantasy like it, it, players are very powerful agents in the in the no man's sky universe i have a lot of have a lot of tools and um you get a freighter which is a, a giant capital ship very very early on um which is worth billions so there's absolutely no reason they wouldn't give players a space station even potentially quite early on in the narrative there's no there's no reason for them not to do that they, they wouldn't even need to be an end game item so i suppose what i'm saying is let's be let's be careful to only let's be careful to only extrapolate like sort of cautiously because there's no you know let's let's not let's not assume that things mean things when they don't but at the same time there is no reason at all for them not to say yeah okay players gonna own space stations now yeah show me on the doll where elite hurt you (laughs) 
mean, I mean, yeah, I'd be lying if I, I'd be lying if I tried to say if if I if I tried to convince you that personal experience had not in, had not informed me. <laughs> All right, I just I I included that in the show because I think it's hilarious. I think it's interesting. I think it's worthy of comment. D- is it going to lead anywhere? Who knows? <clears throat> I will say this. <clears throat> Both uh, Shadow Worm and Earth Serpent, our uh, No Man's Sky uh, researchers, have been doing amazing shit. They've been going out and collecting stuff. Earth Serpent literally today messaged me and said, man, I got a lot of stuff of like living ship eggs and pet eggs and this rare exotic whatever and that fucking super weird thing i have all this stuff let's do stuff with it we already have a a home system for the black sky legion if you join the discord uh link is in the chat uh in the show notes if you join the discord and click on the roll for no man's sky you can see where our planet is we got the glyphs we got it marked down you can go there you can visit there you can use the stuff you can build your base you can have interesting interactions with people and we're going to start doing community stuff where we you know give out eggs and prizes and things so if you play no man's sky and you listen to this show how about you join the discord click on the roll for no man's sky come on down to our system do some fun stuff build some fun stuff take part in the community stuff we are stepping this up as of now we are i've been playing a decent amount of no man's sky for the last two weeks and it's just going to go up from here so come and join us and see some neat stuff and do some neat stuff before i move on does anybody have anything else for no mansky before we move on to store citizen i've had a one of the things that's 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 made me enjoy no man's sky uh, so much more than um i have in the past is the community on the server um like i i can't stress enough if you like space games and you listen to this podcast come and join the server and hang out like it's it's when i when i stopped um when i dropped out of uh when i took a break from uh, mm-hmm. community stuff back in november mm-hmm. this is the only uh kind of elite dangerous sphere server i stayed on basically um apart from the ones that i owned and um i uh and it is it, it is such a lovely group of people like we play there is people playing all sorts of space games and other um all over the server there's always somebody in voice the atmosphere is lovely the people are really really lovely i've made really Mm. good friends here if you play any of the games that we talk about come and hop on the server and hop in voice and and just just say hello because you'll get so much more out of these games than you would otherwise so two things sue First, it seemed. Have you ever seen those like the the Olympic high high jump people where they like bend and they're like twisting around like a pretzel to just get over that bar and not touch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like that's what you just did to avoid saying the way words "lave radio." It was like no, 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 oh, not at all. No. I, I, that's absolutely not like I. There's, okay. I love, I love, like the Lave guys are really good friends of mine, um, and um, I uh, that, that, that's absolutely not what I meant. Like, okay, I, sorry. I left. Um, it didn't make sense to stay on Lave because uh, because I don't elite. I, I, I don't follow Elite anymore. So um, so yeah, but uh, no, I and Lave was only one of about fifty servers that I 
uh, that I took off, just because I was, I was on so many that it, 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 it didn't make sense and I wasn't doing any of them justice and I was, I was wasting people's time. Um, so, uh, so, so yeah, but no, that, that's absolutely not what I meant. Fair. The second uh, observation is that this leads us to the perfect point. We're going to stop in before we hop into Star Citizen. We're going to hop in and take a minute to discuss the fact that, oh my God, Black Sky Legion has just started up a channel for what? Well, a period, but also what? Star Wars Galaxies. Star Wars Galaxies. Chad Lozan is heading it up. We are starting, we're hopping into Star Wars Galaxies EMU, and we're going to be doing some cool fucking shit in there. We're going to be, it's a uh, free game. If you join the Discord uh, and join the <clears throat> uh, Star Citizen, sorry, uh, Star Wars Galaxies channel. My bad. So used to it. Uh, if you join the Star Wars Galaxy channel. Now, I'm going to post right now in the stream live chat for everybody listening and watching live. <clears throat> That's our Discord. Join it. And then look at the bottom under other games and under Star Wars Galaxies. Chad, why don't you take a minute? We already did a whole show that was a love letter to Star Wars Galaxies. But why don't you take a minute and tell people why they should... 100% for free. Just to be clear, this costs you $0 unless you live in England. And then it costs you £0 unless you live in Germany. And then it costs you 0 Deutschmarks unless you live in wherever. And then it costs Your you house. 0 or whatever the fuck <laughs> they've got. Because it's free. Cambodian Real. Cambodian Yeah, exactly. Which is weird because whenever I think Real, I think... I Oddly enough, I think first, Brazil. And second, Cambodia? How does that work? Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, it's free. You can download it, you can create an account, and you can play Star Wars Galaxies for free. I created my account already. I made my character. I haven't really played all that much, but I made my character. And we're going to be doing, for free, fun shit in Star Wars Galaxies because it's uh, balls. But uh, Chad, why don't you take two minutes and sell people on why they need to come joins play with us be on the discord or not join the discord get the links download the shit quit the discord i don't care so i'm not your dad you do what you want to do but like i believe in freedom but also i believe in why not play a game that's awesome for free chad tell them about it chad are you muted everybody take a drink chad no here Chad might have stepped away, I guess. Oddly enough. Oh, Chad just oh, left the go. Discord. Hey, the Discord. There you go. You fixed your whatever your Discord is. Star Wars Galaxies is PC only. Uh, yes. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, we hear you. Yeah. Five, five, five. Uh, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. My something. I had to log out and log back. No worries. Discord happened. gets weird. It does. Okay, so we're the version of Galaxies we're playing is Restoration Three. There's three different ones. There's Galaxies Legend, I think it's called. There's SWG EMU, and then Restoration 3. Restoration 3, the reason I picked it is because it supports modern hard, modern hardware better. Like It supports ultra-wide screens. It has an uncapped frame rate. Uh, it will... It's um, it's also the best of both worlds. So when the NGE happened, when they changed all the complex 
uh, skill trees into nine classes and dumped it down. Everybody hated that. So, but this is not that. So this has all the the new content that was released in the game until it was shut down. Thank you, EA. Um, along with the, but the combat system and the and the classes are all from the combat upgrade before the NG. So I don't know how they did it, but maze balls. Um, so it's and you can fly in space. It has uh, joystick support. If you have a Hotas that are two separate devices, you have to use uh, joystick gremlin and stuff like that. There's tutorials online on how to do that. But I float in space and it works well. Uh, it's the full game uh, now with the with Restoration Three. You don't have to own the original Star Wars Galaxy's client. It'll download the data the the files for you. So you don't need to like install a version of like Galaxy. Like some of the emulators, like you must own a copy of Galaxy, and you have to install it from your old disk, and then point to where that is, and we'll patch it. This one just downloads the whole thing in, in its entirety. So like Kai said, he was able to download it and, and run it, and I, I was online with him. We did it, and it works. So you don't need to have the disk images from the original game in order to play the Restoration Three version, and they're constantly making updates to the game. It's actually a work in progress. It's, but the vast majority of the content already works. Uh, space works, ground works, combat works, the trees work. I mean, it's, just, it's crafting, all of it. It's great. Um, so for, for those who, who did did play it, it's a blast from the past. For those who didn't, it's uh, 20 years ahead of its time. Uh, Star Citizen is a lot is using a lot of what Galaxies mm -hmm. did and doing an updated version of it. Uh, in many respects, uh, so that's that's the elevator pitch. Imagine we're also um, we're also going to be playing it uh, on the server. So if you do if you do take a uh, a dip into Star Wars Galaxies again, there is a ready-made community all Hell yeah. doing it either, yeah, either yeah. for the first time or for the first time in fifteen years uh, yeah. on uh, the BSL server. <clears throat> so you can yeah, and there's a there's only one server on Restoration Three. So when you log in, if if any of us are on. Or you can ping us in Discord and we can group up. We're going to create uh, a community. We're going to create a corp or clan or company or whatever the fuck. Guild, it's guild whatever. It's called. And then yeah. there's player cities and player housing. And it's, it's ridiculous. <clears throat> I, I could talk for hours about it. It's ridiculously deep. Imagine a game where you can build your house anywhere you fucking want, so long as it's not a pre existing like, point of interest city. You can. Create everything. Everything in the game that you buy is created by players. You can be the best chef, the best this, the best that. You can start out, pick your roles, pick your whatever, and grow into being a fucking Jedi. It has contextual things that reads based on what you're saying and whether you're putting like all caps, you're shouting, you're this, you're that. Like, are you saying it, whispering it, shouting it? has emotes it has amazing ship interiors it has all it it just has a lot of shit in there oh and by the way it's a hundred percent free yeah so they do request a donation if you feel like it to help sure, support the, absolutely. Ser the, the servers but the time that people donate to the game is free for the programmers and those who are running it. And yes, it has ship interiors with multi-crew and, and multi-positional operations inside of larger ships. And this was in 2004. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, think about that for a while. Hell yeah. So come on and join us. 
Anybody have anything about being excited to do weird shit in Star Wars Galaxies before we move on, boss lady? I'm definitely Come looking forward us. to it. Tweaked. Tweaked. I know you want to be ar- Han Solo. I've already got it downloaded and installed. I just got to get the sign-in stuff going and find the time to do it. Yeah, I missed out on this the first time around. I never got to play it because obviously I didn't have a PC. But yeah, built-in community with you guys and everything. I'm in. Boss yeah, lady. this sounds fantastic. Can I? Do I get the Princess Leia bikini? I want to. Yes. I want to be cliche. Yes. It's, okay, it's, it's in the game. It's in the game. Oh, thank well, goodness. Okay. Well, then, so, then I'll so, girls, to be clear, you both get them. To be clear, ladies, <laughs> ladies, right. you're both pretty. Boss Lady and Suv can both wear the metal bikinis. It's fine. <laughs> That's right. You didn't speak this. up. Hell yeah. No, but I want to be a dancer girl. I want to be a Tulloch. All right, so we got you can. We, we, metal bikinis for everyone by royal decree. Let's make it happen. All right. Sounds like we've got sounds like we've got the makings of a really good cantina right here, right now. Yeah. I was just going to say, hey, Snoop. I'll go behind the bar. It sounds yes. like and we, exactly. we've got a stage. We, it, we've got several people no. volunteering to go up on the stage. It sounds like we've got the Scooby-Doo magical mystery bus with a couple extra chromosomes <laughs> is what it sounds like. <laughs> it'll, it'll be the busiest on Tatooine or wherever we are. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So, uh, just to let you know, the gang's all in. We're going to be making fucking Star Wars Galaxies characters and doing some shit. So let's do this. Uh, yes, I would, Crazy Shack. I would go for the best cantina in the galaxy. Make it a gay cantina, then my drinks are free. Let's go. Uh, having said that, let's move on to... Button. Star Citizen News. Jesus Christ, my brain in the back, it's just screaming. Can I go to bed yet? I've been up for like... 20 hours. <laughs> All right. Let's start off with an amazing fucking trailer. You have to see this shit is legit going to break your brain. Let's go. Gentlemen, here's the situation. The enemy has retreated back to an outpost on Daymar. We must drive them out of there before they receive reinforcements. Intelligence confirmed the presence of anti-air defense, whose exact position remains unknown. Charlie, you must search and destroy them. Once the airspace is under control, Eagle will drop Bravo on the ground to contain any counterattack. As usual, Falcon will finish the job. Let's get to work. Proceed to your post. 
Survivors are under attack. Requesting close air support. Stack.
get like a little uh you know post credit had the marvel post credit i wanted to let all of those credits run because i wanted to, you to see all of it again i'm going to right now post in the chat oh i'm hearing somebody's speakers going i'm going to post again that is wylander w-a-i-l-a-n-d-e-r that's his channel sandstorm star citizen machinima the link is in the live chat the link will be in the 
show notes. That was fucking incredible. That was 80 whatever some odd pilots. That was a year's worth of work. That was all done in universe, in game. That's not, you know, Gary's mod. That's not adding stuff. That's not whatever. That's what you can do in Star Citizen. Those tanks exist. Those smaller vehicles exist. Those ships of various types exist. That flight model exists. That flying around with dogfighting in combat and dynamic explosions and all of that exists. Those various weapons all exist. This is not like... Um, oh, aspirational and we fudged it here and we fudged it there. <clears throat> that is what you can do in Star Citizen. Now, I want to call out number one again. Go subscribe to Command or not Commander to Citizen Wildlanders uh, YouTube channel. You know, buy merch, sub, fucking Patreon, and do whatever you feel is best but for sure subscribe for sure click the bell notification i don't give a shit if you follow this show or not listen to it if you like it and if it pisses you off don't but like that guy the work that they put in that this is just drunk assholes talking that is art and it deserves recognition and it deserves respect so like Go and get in on that shit and also be ready to see the next one. They they did a post-credit fucking Marvel scene. Are you kidding me? What? That shit is legit. And that shit got me so excited. I want to give also a huge shout out again to Chad Lozan from the Star Citizen Research Group who that thing had been out for like an hour and he's like, Kai, this is a thing you need to see now. And I saw it and I said... I need this. Get this. Secure me the rights. He is like, this guy's like a French dude. I'll find him. And 20 minutes later was back with a screenshot of a conversation he had with the guy saying, hey, bro, is it cool if we show your thing and promote it and whatever? We'll give you links. We'll let the credits play. We'll give you full credit. We're not trying to take credit for your stuff. We're going to promote you, but like we want to put it on the show. And the guy was like, my English, not so good, but yes, you can do. Thank you. So huge salute and respect to uh, Wylander, W-A-I-L-A-N-D-E-R. Go get his YouTube. But also huge salute to Chad Lozan for locking that shit down in a miraculous time frame. So... Let's go around the let's start at the top. Boss lady, what do you think of that video? Holy moly. I have to say my my content creator brain was just like like it it stopped at least twice. I was just like, "How? Oh, to get that shot like to yep. coordinate." And and then I just was like, "Just just enjoy it. It was fantastic. The precision of the video editing and putting it together and the sound and the background. I mean, it was just Freaking fantastic. It was amazing. Hell yeah. I'm skipping you, Chad. We're getting you last. Wolf, what do you think? My eyes are stuck wide open. And like I had to pick my jaw up a couple times watching this. Um oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. the last time I saw anything like this with the coordinated fly in 
scale a battle, drop everyone off on the ground, have armor, move up in a column. Like the last time I did anything like that in a video game, let alone seen a full cinematic of it done in game at all, was back in the days of the original Planet Side and Hundred Man Battles. Yeah, yeah. With, so my job in Planet Side was to fly the galaxy in to drop off commandos to do stuff while I had a couple of guys flying around doing close air support and trying to keep my ass alive and then getting the their basically C-130 out of there. I so want to fly the ships and drop people off and do things that... Yes. That scratches an itch that has not been scratched in a very long time. Well, good good thing to know. You can do that right now in Star Citizen 317. And we got a little update for you with regard to exactly where it's at in 317, as in 317.1 just dropped while we were doing the show. But let's fucking go. Elix, what do you think? I mean, like, what is there to say other than holy shit? And... Like, I always knew that Star Citizen was going to allow this sort of thing. But to just see it happen is quite another thing. Because there was so much love and care put into every single shot on that. Just just getting the shots. Mm-hmm. Getting the shots and with 80 plus fucking you know, extras slash actors, whatever, on set. That was not, hey, we got eight guys and a bunch of NPCs. That was literally, they were doing some fucking, like, Weta-style, hey, let's recreate the battle for Gondor or whatever, and we got massive armies on both sides. That was amazing. And from what it looks like, they basically were doing it on live servers. Yep. Now, they were probably loading up with 50 players and taking over their own servers, so they weren't having randos show up and, mm-hmm. you know, doing bounty hunting missions and activating all sorts of other stuff, but they were still doing them on live servers. Amazeballs. So, you know, like, that that sort of thing, you know, the entire battle as a cinematic, it was clearly staged. Not all of that was happening at exactly the same time, but individually, every single part of that is, is possible. And yeah. it shouldn't be that long before the entire battle could actually happen. Something like that, you know, obviously not quite so dramatized mm, with the server meshing and everything. Rain, what do you think? Well, as a planet side and armor player, um, holy, holy shit. 97 pilots, one movie. From 312 to 317, I've posted a link to the Reddit post, which has gotten every award you can give a post on Reddit. CIG devs have responded to the Reddit post that they've seen it, and they're blown away by it. Mm. There's some blooper reels that have already been linked. Like, <laughs> this is... I real, real quick, if people will entertain me, one of the, the most amazing experiences I ever had in Planetside 2, I played with the, the, the 666 Devil Dogs, the triple six, new conglomerate, all the fucking way, baby. And one of the most amazing experiences was me and a couple platoons, we were on a hill, and we were pushing this hill to push an outpost and it was just infantry we had no air cover we had no armor and i remember that fight 
taking like 30 to 40 minutes and we're getting our butts kicked. And then literally there's tank rounds going off over my head and aircraft flying overhead and Terran, you know, Terran tanks are blowing up and we roll off the hill just like, you know, dozens and dozens of infantry with tanks and stuff just like that. Only two other games have ever come close to that scale, and that's Planet Side 2 and Arma, and that is the most fantastic thing. And like Kai said, barring some embellishments like the Top Gun, you know, noise of Roger Engage, you know, Fox 2, right, with Iceman. All that's real. It exists. We do that in Skunk Works, by the way. Come join us and hang out. Come hang out in BSL as well. That's the most fantastic machine I've seen for Star Citizen in a very long time. That was amazing. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so, what do you think? I, I can't add anything that these guys have, uh, haven't already said. Um, it's, it's all possible. Um, it's, a, it, it's a good... I'm going to use that to... Uh, when I interact with people who are still Star Citizen skeptics, I will use that video as uh, supporting material for uh, my argument that it's worth playing. Yeah, kill, clearly it's a scam. Tweet! Yeah, just like everybody else said. I mean, the video itself is amazing. You can't deny the talents and the efforts that that took to put that together. But the fact that that is all possible in-game, mm. and that is just like Sue said, that's what a lot of people don't realize. And I cannot wait until there's reason in-game. You know, missions or wars or whatever we have to have to where we have to have a reason to drop troops and drop tanks and all that kind of stuff. Because we can do it now if we make up, you know, like the skunks do, that they they run war exercises against each other and stuff like that. And that's great. But give me something real. Give me a real mission or a real war that we got to do that in. And I'm all about that. Hell yeah. And the man of the hour, Chad Lozan, a.k.a. Chad Baca. How did you <laughs> see that within like an hour of it getting posted? And 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 get it to me immediately. And how did you get a hold of him? And just what what was going through? Walk us through the whole thing, man. It's 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 magic. Oh, I saw I saw the preview. Uh, it's I saw a link somewhere. I went, I went and watched it. It was in the Discord. Hmm. Amazing, uh, completely amazing. I mean, the guy is the director. Everyone involved is super talented, and it took a year to make hmm. that vi that eight minute video, and it shows. 97 players, yeah. six organizations, four countries. I know yeah. one of them is France, so merci beaucoup, and whatever the other three are, we love you as well. Holy shit. Yeah, and thanks to the director for responding to us so quickly. Um, I found his channel, then I found his Discord, then I found his uh, Discord account, and then I messaged him, and then I translated it into French as well, because I knew he was French, and then in about 20 minutes later, he got back to me and gave us permission to use his video. Fucking love that guy. Thank you so much, uh, Waylander, W-A-I-L-A-N-D-E-R. Again, for like the 19th time, linking it in the <laughs> chat now. Go fucking subscribe to that guy, because you need to yes. see what he does next. There's more coming, obviously. Yes, for sure. All right. So moving on to the next thing. There is a uh, a thread on Spectrum made by my man Griff, uh, who is doing a beautiful tribute 
to Paul Shelley, a.k.a. Astropub, a.k.a. The Lore Meister, a.k.a. That dude what educates children on reading, writing, arithmetic, and adults on fucking spaceships, um, saying, hey, man, we need to have a cool new emote for, you know, uh, uh, citizens of the verse who can do the, you know, Astropub dance in their chair. And anybody who's seen Astropub knows what I'm talking about. I want to take a minute. This is a silly little thread. This is not life or death. This is not, oh, the, all of the whatever. But if you know Griff and you don't love him, you're an asshole. If you know Paul Shelley and you don't love him, you're an asshole. These are two beautiful fucking human beings, and one of them is making a tribute to the other. Uh, the OG Loremeister is known to when he gets you know whatever those uh, whatever it is called on Twitch bits or the donations or whatever they call it <clears throat> that like he does this he puts on this weird little helmet and he does this little dance and it's fucking awesome I've seen it many time and I love it if you can just take two seconds if you're watching this I don't care if you're watching it live or watching it on later whatever click on the link. Go and just click upvote on the thing. It's just, it's a bit of sweet, cute, fun, and it's a tribute to, by one beautiful human fucking being to another beautiful fucking human being. Uh, so go, just click on that. And also, it'd be cool, wouldn't it be cool to be able to do a little dance in your seat while you're flying around? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, anybody got anything they want to add on this? I know it's just a little shameless plug by me, but hop in if you got anything to add. I know maybe some people have seen Paul Shelley stuff or Griff stuff, and and if you've seen them, I challenge you not to love them. I'll support Griff. Griff is good, Dean. Hundred percent. So uh, okay, rain first. We'll go one at a time. Rain first. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, Gr Griff is, is is awesome. Griff is Griff is a good being, and um, that that's that's adorable. I love it. I wish. Hell yeah. Somebody would do stuff like that for me. Hell yeah. Tweaked. Yeah, I was just saying that Griff. You know, whatever Griff supports like that, I have no qualms supporting it. I don't think I've ever seen Paul Shelley do that little dance. Oh. I, I've never really watched. I, I don't really use Twitch all that much. Okay. So, so I, I don't really watch him all that terribly much, and it's usually when I'm at work too. So. Tweets, you would you would love it. You need to go uh, onto Twitch and and look through his older stuff. Or I always watch him on Twitch. I don't I don't really watch YouTube. I'm sure he's got a YouTube. Go check there because he is the lore meister. He's the guy that does like these great lore videos that explains like, oh, this is about this with the Tavarin or this with the Kurthak or this with the you know, uh, the Xi'an or, or, or this with the Messer, early Messer Empire, or this with how Terran was whatever. Like, yes, he does have a YouTube as well. It, it, you got to go see his stuff. It, it, it's fucking amazing. Please, 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 everyone, go click on that thing. Give it a thumbs up. Let's get 10,000 thumbs up on that thing. Um, Wolf, you had something as well? Yeah, um, I I I don't say this often about people, but uh, Griff's good people. Um, that hundred hundred percent agree, and fucking go click the things because that is both awesome and hilarious, and I love it. Hell yeah, 
Hell yeah. And oh, and and for the for the record, for those who know a little bit more about him, Paul Shelley is an actual he 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 lives in Texas. I think he's in Austin. He's an educator. He is a a a school teacher. He is a fucking sweetie. He's like a good solid dude. So like just yeah, for sure. Um all right. Go give that all of the upvotes. Let's move it on. Next up, we've got the ISC Oops, all sprint report. This is nine minutes of cool shit. We're going to play it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to do some Invictus stuff. And we're going to get the hell out of here and let you guys get to sleep. Here we go. Go. we're here it's cold it might start raining and this is an all sprint report episode so let's get to it last sprint report we showed some of the earliest work the ai team was doing to make the landings of ai pilots more realistic and natural and less uh, direct and unvaried so let's check in again this week on more of their continued, still work in progress, progress. You can see here a focus on new, safe procedural spline generation, which uses an iterative process to apply repulsive and spring forces to each control point based on the various sign distance fields in the area. The white line seen here is the original direct flight path, and the scion is what's being generated automatically by this new AI process. This new tech is essential in allowing designers to add MPC reinforcements to a variety of mission locations where spawn closets might be too conspicuous or otherwise unavailable. And it should add an exciting element of added danger and variation to missions throughout the persistent universe, enabling new mission types and alternate outcomes to existing ones when player action or inaction can cause a good situation to go bad or an already intense one to get even worse. And beyond just AI reinforcements to the situation, these kinds of NPC landings and takeoffs are an exciting step forward in building a more immersive universe with ship traffic coming and going from the various landing zones, points of interest, space stations, and beyond. It's been on the wish list for a while, and it's exciting to me to see this tech beginning to realize its full potential. And in additional AI immersion news, work is also being done to randomize non-hero NPC movement speeds, which you can see here. Just another way the team is working to create a believable environment of characters in Squadron 42 and the Persistent Universe. That, that one in the middle, looks based on me. We've also got an update on AI collision avoidance tech we showed before, making AI even more polite by now being able to detect conversations going on between players and characters and avoid passing between them, which, which is nice. And then there's this new AI interaction that doesn't really need to be explained, does it? So yum. So wow. Switching over to PU characters for a bit, 
the team continues to concept out additional looks for their Frontier clothing line, pushing for greater variety while still maintaining a recognizable theme throughout. These paper doll displays were made with a focus on utility and a read for survival out in the wilderness. And you can see here variants for more extreme environments with these potential cold weather options. We also have this look at some non-hero assets being explored for minor NPCs and the like, with the addition of overalls, vests, and something I think we could use a little bit more of in the Persistent Universe, and in real life in general, ponchos. Yeah, let's roll with some more ponchos. Of course, this is your regular reminder that concepts are an exploration of ideas, and showing them is not an acknowledgement or commitment that any of these will arrive in-game. We create these to discover the things that we like and don't like. Also, Ian is really good at FPS combat. That doesn't really apply to anything, he just wants more folks to know. Members of the Planet Content and EU Sandbox teams recently started a sprint exploring new cave archetypes and entrances beyond the rocky ones that we currently have, as you can see here with this early gray box look at a sand type of cave currently being explored. And now that we've got our first river on Microtech, work's begun on building out a new library of underwater flora, as you can see here with these river weeds. River weeds, that's what they're called, right? And then, before we head into Invictus launch week next week, let's take a look at a vehicle you already know about currently in production and check in with the popular Corsair, first ship from Drake Interplanetary being taken to our current gold standard. This is the mess hall, which includes a slight change from concept to improve player traversal. Originally, the entrance lift came up between two turrets, but on white box testing, that caused a noticeable traffic jam, especially during intense situations. The entrance lift now comes up in a sealed cubby off of the mess hall and allows for improved traversal throughout the remainder of the ship. But the real hotness is in the cockpit, with a look at these dashboards currently making their way through final art phase. Just, wow. I really wanna push every button. And finally, before we let you go, a little tease of something we'll be discussing more as it gets closer to release, changes to ground vehicle physics that are currently being tested, iterated on, passed out to vehicle designers for feedback, tested again, iterated again, passed on again, etc., etc., etc. What you see on the left is the current arcade-style movement found in the Persistent Universe today. And on the right, a more physically-based movement system we're calling internally uh, physical movement. Because I know, I know, we're really good at naming things. The goal of adopting a more physically-based movement system will be obvious. We want our vehicles to behave more like we'd expect them to, and that means getting a more natural vehicle response from the environment without the gliding that's currently caused by the arcade simulation on the left. This physics work would also extend to going up enormous hills. Like you can see on the left with arcade, you can currently stop and maintain traction, which is neat for looking at sunsets, sure, but in a physically-based system, you'll need to consider the speed, momentum, and the actual path you take just a little more carefully. 
This change is also going to affect the way ground vehicles do just about everything, including fall tremendous distances as well. You can see on the left here, the arcade model, it tends to correct the Ursa the entire way down, but the physically based model is a bit less forgiving. Also, you can see they've been testing a lot. And I know I said finally for the physics thing, but maybe we can squeeze one more teaser in this week, huh? What's this? This is something we're definitely gonna be learning more about as we get closer to its release. It's a new kind of pew pew. So cool. So what did we learn this week? Well, we learned that AI content, feature, and tech teams continue to make strides that will not only make the Precision Universe more immersive, but unlock new opportunities for mission designers when reinforcements come online. That features, old and new, like caves and rivers respectively, continue to be iterated on and improved. And say what you will about Drake, their dashboards are just so tactile. Now, don't forget that Invictus Launch Week begins next week, and over the next two weeks, we'll be right back here learning more about all the new vehicles making their debut at this year's event. For Inside Star Citizen, I'm Jared Huckabee. This is the new Manchester office still under construction, and we'll see you all here next week. Oh, hell yes. I, I have time for that. So, uh, wow. I guess we should start right off the bat with the fact that, uh, oh my God, that, that, that video, that video was, uh, good. There was a lot of stuff there that I really, really liked. Um, hmm. Should I, I'm beating around the bush cause I'm actually inputting a thing right now, but let me go around and ask the cast what they thought of that all sprint report. Why don't we start with Boss Lady and work our way down? Go for it while I get this asset ready. All right. Well, I mean, I'm excited about all the different features. This, especially coming from the Elite Dangerous world over to the Star Citizen world and just seeing how this is presented, some of the stuff behind it. I mean, it's just, it's like, it's like candy or catnip, you know, I'm just like, oh, that's so cool to see the, you know, the old flight model of the AI landing versus the new one they're working on the side by side of the arcade driving versus the new physics space driving. And I love when it sticks on the hill because basically the feeling that I'm getting and that we should have when we're driving around on a planet is off-roading and I love off-roading IRL. So like, that that scene where they go up the hill they start backsliding and then there's a little slip to the side and i was like oh yeah that's yeah that's that's great so um i'm excited to see all the different pieces when they were doing the pew pew i was like are they boring a hole a hole through the side of the ship is that even a possible thing right now in star citizen is that going to be a possible thing anyway i just 
It's fantastic. So for those of you that are catching the live stream and got the little graphic that I just put up, uh, this is 890 Jump Crew watching me draw a penis on the side of their ship with my vulture. That was the very first thing that occurred to me when they showed that whole stripping bit to get to the whatever. Uh, and I'm 12. I could not help myself. So now you get to see it. Um, wow. Yeah. All joking aside, like legitimately, that... That the, 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 that aspect of it, the whole stripping to get to the components. If you notice, there were some components that were already like had the proper contrast, and that was some bits. They were highlighted. There were some bits where the actual components that you would use, that you would actually take apart and actually use, are go all the way up to the external of the ship, whereas the rest of it was underneath. The, the hull, so you had to first hull strip it to get access to the stuff that you're going to want to use, and then use it. Everybody enjoy this lovely meme for just a moment of, of penises on the side of ship, and then we're going to, I'm going to put the sound down on it, and we're going to play the thing again for people to just, uh, asset 11, uh, there we go. Let me just turn the sound down and people can, while we discuss this, people can enjoy the, you know, enjoy the, the background video. Um, all right. So next up in the, in the chat, we've got, uh, Chad, what did you think of what, 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 what tickled your fancy from this, uh, sprint report? Everything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the whole stripping that's coming out in 318, which is about three months. <clears throat> Hell Yeah. I like the physicalized driving because mm -hmm. right now it's really janky, and yeah, you can stick on the side of a hill, and it's you know, so that would be great when it when the when they do now with the NPCs landing, that is when they're going to have it so that NPCs can be on the surface of a planet, which they're also working on at the same time, and hopefully we'll all come together so we'll have missions not inside of bunkers but in air whole areas against NPC fleets versus you know for PVE content. Can I point out, right here you're seeing on the screen, they're like, yeah, the NPCs are going to land better. They're going to like fly in in a smoother flight approach. And then they're like, fuck landing on the pad. I can land four feet from the door and just like yep. skip it. I could be lazy. Like, that as a player, so. Holy <laughs> shit. All right, all right, all right. Anything else from this one before we move on to Wolf Chat? Uh it's just all good. I mean, it's, it's just—it's all work in development. It's iteration after iteration after iteration, mm. which is CIG's whole thing, right? You know, make it, make it work. Make it, you know, then make it pretty. Uh, and and with these things, they made it work. But now they're going to make it pretty. They're going to oh, yeah. make it more functional and more real, more realistic instead of just like doing a forty-five degree angle right to the ground. Fair enough, Wolf. So with the uh, ships on approach and departure following, you know, it looks at the terrain, it looks at where, where it's around, it does its thing. It, my biggest yeah that I see when it comes to, yeah, it's an AI pilot doing a thing. And it's, it's in, in all games. It's like they're always on rails. They always do the same thing. There's no dynamicism to it whatsoever. That's going to make it look like there's an actual experienced human pilot doing that which is just chef's kiss that's that's just fantastic it it 
it looks good. It's going to feel better. Oh, yeah. um, for the driving part, watching the two side by side, the only thought I had was, is, oh, I'm going to go drive stuff around like my buddy's jeep that he's trying to get rid of by driving it into trees like i'm going to be an absolute lunatic and it looks like it's going to be just hilariously rewarding drive it like and, you um, stole it oh absolutely and the the hull stripping like the first thing that popped in my head was captain jack sparrows stop blowing holes in my ship okay i'm gonna I, that's that's gonna be hilarious too all right all right all right elix yeah, so um, I I saw the whole like improved landings and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, that looks pretty sweet. You know, like it it's really important. But for me, it's just going to be one of those things where I sort of expect that to be what's going to happen and just was going to fade into the background. But then watching the footage and it was especially since it's brought up here, the fact that the AI is just like fuck the landing pad. I'm landing right in front of the door. I'm a cutlass. Screw you. I'm like, do you know that there was a time when there's a time when Sig said like, no, we want we're gonna try to make the AI look indistinguishable from players, and everybody went, yeah, ah, of course, how's that gonna happen? Now I'm like convinced that? that might actually happen. Like there, if you know, if this is representative of what the AI is gonna be like, where you know, like cutlass AI pilots just don't give a shit, and they'll just land right next to you. I'm in. Fair enough. Um, now I want those caves. the The concept art cave. I mean, it's 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 look dev, so the you know it's not going to look exactly like this in the final game. If they actually bring this into the game, I'm pretty confident in that. But I need this. This just looks so good. Like there's lots of shadow. It looks like this looks like a place where you're actually going to be sneaking through, and then occasionally sniping guys off of like tall pillars and stuff oh yeah Hell the yeah. the drake corsair oh. i i don't have one but i'm just, you know the fact that it's going further along and it's going to be going to the gold standard the cockpit looks great you know like that's that's exactly what i expected a drake um for me though the the big things were the ground vehicles because i am a proud tumbrel cyclone owner i bought a, a, a cyclone rn when the concept came up and if you, in my in my opinion is if you don't drive it like a maniac, are you actually alive or are you simply existing? Fair enough. And this is just going to enable that so much more. I'm going to have so much fun with this. And salvage, yeah, give me the laser beams that go choo-choo. I'm done with pew-pew. Nice. I want to eat that up. But yeah, anyway, I'm good. Beautiful. I'm excited. Rain. So... A few things here, trying to maintain that that balance. Um, one of the things that I love the most in Elite, which is apparently verboten in certain circles, is driving my SRV. Okay. I love. I just. I just. I love. I love the scarab. I know I'm not allowed to say that. Why? Why? I, I hear, why? I love I hear, the scarab. Lots of people do. We've okay. been over this. There is a whole community about <laughs> that scarab. A ton. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's true. demonic That's true. little buggy is hilarious and I fun it. and frustrating. It. It's amazing. Hell yeah! It's, it's one of the suspension. I won't hold against elite. The, the suspension, the sound, the way it has weight to it, and it feels different in different it's gravity environments. It's a masterpiece. I love it. I love it. And that's my thing. Like, as Crazy Shark pointed out in chat, like, hey, we're going to go grab our cyclones and we're going. We're going out on our trip. 
Oh, yeah. Um, I can't wait for that. But the other thing, too, is I have heard some people who are like, oh, they're doing more lasers for salvage because it's easy. I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. You do it then. If it's easy, you know, design it and do the visual effects and the UI work and the control work and all that. If it's easy, you do it. Do better. I'd love to see you try. Can I point but, something out real quick? This, yeah. The same motherfuckers that go, oh, you're taking the easy way out are the exact same motherfuckers that go, Oh, this is taking so long. Why don't you just finish it? Like, bitch, pick mm -hmm. one. Yeah, it's one or the other. Which, you know, it's it's that, that whole thing of, like, people, certain content creators saying, oh, well, you know, they, uh, I wish they would talk about the game instead of showing us the art and the concepting and the in-dev stuff. And I'm like, what do, you, what do you think that is? What do you think that is? Mm -hmm. Elite players? <clears throat> like Boss Lady, for example? And, and Tweaked? Hey, welcome to a weekly show where you're shown what the team is working on every week in the editor, in the engine editor, dev work. What's that like? Oh, yeah. I Comparatively, think both, you know? I, think, I think both Boss Lady and Tweaked have gone on record to say that they very much enjoy the Culture extended <laughs> amount yeah. of information. I don't want to put words in your mouth, Boss Lady, but... Yeah, I mean, like I've mentioned Raft before, but yeah, this is fantastic. And it's it's what we could we could have. Well, we couldn't with Elite, but this is fantastic. Yeah. We should and with Elite, but should. Yeah. One last thing too. Sure, On sure. this footage right now, that thruster is green. There's a green highlight around it. Mm -hmm. And there's a mention of targeted part being valid. So that little thruster right there is green. So anyway, I'm happy with this. Salvaging is finally. I have been waiting so long for salvage. You have no idea. Mm. This is going to be fantastic. Anyway, ISC is great. One of these days, if I ever visit Manchester, I hope to visit Manchester on a Thursday so I can see Jared out on the streets, you know, filming. Buy him a beer. And buy him a beer. But no, this is fantastic. This was a, one of the best ISCs we've had in a long time. Hell yeah, for sure. Tweet. Well, I think everybody's pretty much said it all. I'm excited for the more realistic. I think everybody knows I like a sim game. I, I'm much more about the simulation. So making the ground vehicles more simmy like, that's, I mean, they're fun as hell to drive already. But, <laughs> but, but to make them even more real, I'm all for that. But mm. the one thing out of that whole episode that got me excited, and mm -hmm. it's, it's been mentioned, is I've been on record as saying that the NPCs for Star Citizen mostly walk around with kind of a blank look in their eyes, or now in 3.17, like, the bunker missions are better and stuff. Those NPCs are a little better. But all in all, it still doesn't feel right. But having NPCs flying in and landing at the settlements and at the bunkers and in the different places and getting the NPCs to, I think they showed one of them eating <laughs> at the table and stuff like that. It's just going to make did. the universe feel more alive all in all. And to me, that's one of the things that it desperately needs right now. And it's getting closer. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, okay. For me, I thought the improvements to AI, whether it be flight paths in pathing and how they walk variations at, walk speeds, how they eat, different things. That was awesome. The stuff about the Corsair, uh, I cannot tell you how excited I am for that. I 
I have a feeling that I'm going to have a love affair with the Drake Corsair. That's going to be my. I like I like Drake ships. I know that's unpopular in certain circles, but I fucking love Drake ships, and I really love the idea. I love. Don't get me wrong. I love the Carrick. I love having a big exploration ship with a full size crew. Basically, you're flying around in the Serenity. You're living Firefly. But I love the idea of like a two-person little explorer that's a little more, in a way, a little more Serenity. Let's be honest. There was times where Kaylee was holding that fucking Firefly-class ship together with, you know, bubble gum and, you know, bailing wire. And it seems to me like that, if you were to describe a Corsair, that would be the way you describe it so like i'm down for that as well um the stuff about they're super excited about new ground vehicle stuff i'm super excited the ground vehicle physics this is a point you know what i was going to get to it a little bit later but let's just get to it right now this is a feeling that i have and i i, I want to get all of y'all's sort of uh opinion on this because i don't know if you're gonna say like yeah i i disagree or oh Oh, that's an interesting point or I hadn't thought about that or I completely agree whatever but and, and I'm not saying this to throw shade on Frontier or Elite Dangerous I want to make that clear but I'm just going to compare and contrast as 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 charitably as I can this 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 aspect of it Two of the biggest teams that I think have an impact on the game, Star Citizen, are the player experience team and the ship experience team. Both of these teams are very, very largely made up of people from the player community. They seem to be pulling people from the community that they bring onto the project, that they come not because they want a job per se, but because they specifically want to work on Star Citizen. And CIG is snapping these people up, these young, talented people, putting them into positions in the player and ship experience teams and and using that. We've seen already in that bug squashing team video from like a month ago or maybe two months at this point where they were like, yeah, that one guy was like, yeah, I'm really into mining, so I tend to mine a lot and whatever. And then oh, I'm into bounty hunting, so that's what I tend to do, blah, 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 and all that stuff. This is, I think, a key difference between a private or, or a publicly traded company or a large corporation be it a frontier development or a blizzard activision or a ea or what have you and a crowdfunded private game that's run by chris roberts who is not a big fucking boardroom member. He's not a big corporate shareholder, whatever the fuck guy. He's a nerd. He's one of us. And you can criticize Chris Roberts for a lot of things, and God knows many people have. But one thing that you hear over and over and over from people that work at CIG or worked at CIG and no longer do Chris is all about like letting people follow their passions, letting people dig into the minutiae, get into weird things, work on the things that they love, work on the things that inspire and, and give them passion. And when you get a company that's run by a nerd 
and he allows the people to follow their passions, the artists to to do their art in the way that sort of they want to. Now, yes, he's a perfectionist and he sits over it all and makes sure that it passes his standards, but he allows people the rope to sort of run with and and do things that it's not like you know, you're going to do this and you're going to do it in this time frame and this is going to meet these four criteria and then you're moving on to that. It's more like, hey man, make this awesome and don't come back to me until you have. And when you do, I'm going to fucking challenge you. You're going to have to do a doctoral thesis and defend why your way of doing this is cool. You end up with a situation that's very, very different than other projects. And the example, look on your screen right now. Anyone who's played Star Citizen and has driven around in a rock or an umbral or, or, or a tumbrel or, or, or Ursa or whatever knows that the way Star Citizen driving works right now is plenty good. It's quote unquote good enough. Now, I'm not talking about good enough for, you know, Gran Turismo or Forza or whatever. Not a dedicated race game, but for a spaceship game that also happens to have some vehicles on the side. It's fucking good enough. If you're trying to compare it against... I'll say this. Elite actually does have a phenomenal driving model but in in a, in a lot of other games you know if you're comparing it against no man's sky if you're comparing it against maybe something i i don't haven't done much driving in imperium but i suspect that a lot of these other games that are mostly built around the spaceship experience or whatever and the the ground vehicles are an add-on the driving that you do in star citizen right now is already good enough but it's not good enough for that crazy fucking genius who's working on it, who's like, no, 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 man. I want more physics, whatever. I want shit to tumble a certain way. I want it to feel like it has weight. I want it to... It's That guy is following his passion, and Chris is allowing that to happen. Now, is this good for all of your projects? No. God, no. You don't want most of your games to be Star Citizen. Star Citizen is... Over budget, over time, misses every deadline is in so many ways a project that would fucking infuriate you if every game that you had was like this. Because you would never get to play shit. Everything would be on hold. But when you live in a world where you have a thousand game options on Steam, easy, lickety split, click it and get it, it's nice to have one thing that's separate that's different that's not like the others one thing that's crazy stupid over budget crazy stupid over time crazy stupid over complicated over this over that and is amazing is a one in a million is not like everything else that you play but is this one perfect messy complicated fucking exasperating but genius product that is worth your love and affection is worth your time is worth you saying this is unlike everything else i think when you have shit that's run by the bean counters and has to be done 
on a set time, on a set schedule, on a set budget, under set terms, you end up with a development company who does stuff like says, who even wants ship interiors? That's fucking a hassle. That's hard. That's whatever. And you end up with a lot of friction between what the players want and what the company wants to give you. Now, you can bag on Chris Roberts all you want. You can bag on the, the CIG as a development company for a dozen different reasons, and some of which would make you an asshole, and some of which you would have an absolutely valid point. But I don't think there's anyone out there that can say with regard to CIG and Chris Roberts that they don't really want to give you a completely pure product without compromise. They are going the extra mile. And for me, personally, I make room in my life for this one super beautiful, complicated mess. That's me. What do you guys think? That's a scoutage. <laughs> exactly. For, for better or for worse, Chris Roberts does not say that's good enough. No compromises was always sort of the intention. You know, it's the it's the thing like I've talked about before. People asking me, like, why are you still here nine years later? And it's because, well, you know, these people care and they've tried. And I actually think when you think about it, this this game is nearing 500 million dollars to produce over 10 years which if you were to spread it out evenly is only 50 million dollars a year frontiers making 98 million dollars a year um no one seems to care about that um pretty sure and red dead cost too yeah no red dead red dead did red dead cost uh, i think it was like 200 million to make and like two or three hundred million in like advertising so like almost the cost of the game to and make a and lot advertising. of years to make yeah yeah so <sighs> well you know and and of course starfield just got delayed bethesda's been working on starfield since i don't know you know five six years now 2018 um 2018 yeah so well, that's when they wait, 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 actually that's like, when they the, announced the trademark it. was registered in like 2013 so i think they've yeah. been working on it longer than that well they announced yeah. it in 2018 you're right though yeah. who knows how long they were working on it before i mean in fairness Elite is literally in the Guinness Book of World Records because Elite Dangerous, according to what Frontier officially stated, they began development on it in 1992. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But yeah. Well, nope. the, actu the actual record is it's, it's in 1997 um, for the, it, the record is longest. Uh, it's... Uh, longest development period for a space sim video game or something like that and it's 17 years counting the very first time they talked about elite four yep. as being in development in 1997 and they were going to show something in 1998 and then what we eventually got was elite dangerous in 2014 so boss lady well, what do you oh, go oh. ahead go ahead rain no no sorry sorry go ahead boss lady no no no, no. please please continue rain I, th I think, you know, the, 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 the reason I'm, I'm so willing to, to be okay with this is because I've worked on projects that, you know, time and time again, I wish that I could get people to understand. The last project I worked on, Grumpy Witch, had eight devs. Eight devs. 
And this was a two and a half D side scrolling game. It's on it's on Steam. You can't buy it right now because it failed to launch. But eight devs, and it was a three and a half million dollar project that took us four years, and it still failed to launch. That was a little indie game with me and seven other people barely making twenty five to thirty thousand dollars a year to put out a little indie game. And so like people just I think that's why I get so frustrated as having worked on several games and been in the industry and been a professional in the industry for as long as I have been, that you know, people they, they sit in their chair and they make these prescriptions about game development and they legitimately have no idea what it's like to to work twelve, thirteen, fourteen hour days to put out a patch, to try to meet deadlines, to have something just fail that you thought wasn't going to fail, and you promised this update, and now it's broke, and people are like, well, how'd you miss it? You must be incompetent, or lazy, or evil, or greedy, or stupid, or whatever. And it's, it's just so incredibly frustrating, because 90% of the time, the people making these prescriptions, they just have no idea what the hell they're talking about. And this project is the project that is standing up to the industry and saying no no compromises it will take as long as it needs to take and we're going to build this vision come along for the ride or don't you know as as what uh, what what's the guy right in your in the little that you know subscribe if you want who fucking cares play star citizen if you want if not who fucking cares right that's the that's the whole idea good point boss lady what do you think oh i can't say it any better than lady rain cloud did i mean it's it's so true. And and that's what I tell people when someone goes off on the Star Citizen. I'm like, well, you don't have to play it. You don't have to spend money on it. And you don't have to make anybody else feel bad for enjoying it or for being absolutely as in love with Star Citizen as you are, Kai. I was just sitting there listening. I'm like, oh, it's so sweet. Hmm. The way you talk about Chris. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope to find somebody who talks about me the way that Kai talks about Chris Roberts. I yes! mean, yes! you know, I just say, I, as a gay, I just want to, as a fellow gay, usually when someone says I'm not gay, but, usually the but, I mean, we kind of got to start asking some questions. That's all I'm going to say, I love Kai. Great. Yeah. I mean, lots of free drinks. That's a good perk. That's so. True. Hell yeah. This goes, I'm going to go off on a tangent, but this backs up what Lady Raincloud said, which is mm. the piece of, of understanding what goes into making something. So I am a landscape designer. I'm a landscape architect. I design. I'm an artist. And there's that whole cliche of, you know, the person that tried to buy the napkin that Picasso made a little sketch on and was going mm -hmm. to throw in the trash and said, how much can I buy it from you? And he, you know, he said some ridiculously high amount of money, like, you know, million dollars or something. And she's like, what? It's just a scribble on a piece of paper. And it's like, well, it's all the knowledge and experience and life experiences that went into it that puts the value into the thing. So with games in general, a lot goes into it. But what I appreciate about Star Citizen <laughs> is that there is kind of that unapologetic attention to detail and realism which is what makes it different there's so many games out there like kai said on steam there are so many different space games out there and the thing that i appreciate the reason i like logging into star citizen is that 
it is getting more and more and more realistic and there is that feeling of being in space what is that actually like you know this is something that most of us in our lifetime will not get to experience maybe mm. a couple generations down the road yeah they're gonna be like ah oh, <laughs> look at look at what the old people thought space was gonna be like but for us we it's a real representation of what this could be like and dreaming and thinking about it and and games can you know have an implication on reality too so you know hopefully there's kind of that creative back and forth but i personally think it's important i think that star citizen being star citizen in the way that it is is fantastic and i hope that they never sell out hell yeah and that it stays going like this hell yeah and just to rebut what you said earlier boss lady i'm not gay but i'm not picky wait what <laughs> chad you had some thoughts yeah you hear me mm -hmm. all right so uh, as a software developer myself, and I've been doing this for 27 years now, while I don't do game development, what I do is still insanely complex and detail-oriented. Uh, it takes a long time to make anything in software, whether it's a web application or a video game. Mm. And you just can't slap something together on Squarespace and call it a day. It just does not work if you want something to scale or something to be custom. And everything about this game is custom down to the nth degree. Mm -hmm. And they had to build tools in order to make this the game that they envisioned from 2012. And so far, it's working. <clears throat> and people are responding with their wallets. And that's how the system works. So if Someone puts out something they like, and then people say, that's cool, I want to buy that. And they do. Mm. And... They kick in and they put out more cool, more cool stuff. The Scorpius. I was just flying it around. Amazing. So more, so, Star, more Star Wars than Star Wars. So I want to throw out something. There was a quote, a famous quote attributed to Enzo Ferrari. And I, I, I don't know. This could be apocryphal. I don't know if he ever even said it. But a commenter, uh, somebody said something like a critic said something about like, oh, the... The molding on this door is poorly done, whatever. The door doesn't want to quite shut right. And Enzo Ferrari answered back, I don't give a shit if the door shuts right. When you step on the gas, I want you to shit yourself. And like, <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing. like, Don't get me wrong. I'm not necessarily... like, If I was picking a car to drive back and forth to work all day, every day, I might not... Pick a Ferrari. It's it's uncomfortable. There's not a lot of leg room. There's no trunk space. There's no this. There's no that. It's this. It's that. It's loud. It, it's bad. Poor mileage. It's this, that, and whatever. So if I wanted to pick a car to drive to work every day, you know, if I wanted to pick what 90% of the games in my Steam library are going to be like, I'm going to pick fucking Toyotas. I'm going to pick well-engineered little fucking whatever, humdrum whatevers that get the job done. But God damn, I love the fact that Ferraris are out there. They exist in the universe. And I think that the universe is more beautiful a place for it. Wolf, what do you think? I, I'm, I honestly, I'm kind of at a loss for words. Everybody's kind of hit the nail on the head. And, like, there's, it's, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's beautiful, man. That's fucking beautiful. I'm not gay, but I love you. I just want you to know that. All right. Uh, Still drinking yeah. that red wine because fuck I'm all drinking, of you. It's delicious. I'm drinking a lot. Yeah. Hey, man. 
things. Elix thought he was proud that shit got weird with him and his fucking mushroom whiskey. You shit got really weird with you and me at the beginning of the show, and I, I say let's let our freak flags fly. Suv, what do you think? Uh, I've got nothing. Fair enough. So let's move yeah. on. Um, Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, what I I've I've always been like the the thing that for me is I always try to remind people is to be patient because this is a marathon and not a sprint, mm-hmm. and the the biggest mistake of somebody following star citizens development for basically any any major length of time is anticipating that we're going to get to the finish line well before the point that sig is ready to go for the finish line and that quickly breeds impatience and then it starts to fester into salt and then you know then you're just pitching a fit and complaining um and you know there are people that may go through that for completely valid reasons i'm not saying you know i'm not trying to tell anyone what to do but it's important to you know kind of keep a picture in mind that this is chris roberts's baby this is the last big thing in his career mm-hmm. and you know it, he's gonna give it the time that it needs and i that's basically what i signed up for i signed up for a project that is going to tell the games industry, hey, what if you just didn't rush straight to release as fast as possible, busted as fuck, yeah. you know, buggy as hell, not really playtested properly. Your devs have PTSD. Yeah, you've, you've just crunched half the team. There are seven divorces and five alcoholism cases that have emerged during development. Mm-hmm. Um, that there are real human costs to the uh, the way that the game industry operates, and there are a lot of cages that need to rattle. Yep. And I've this is what I was hoping that Star Citizen always be. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 the thing is, is that he's not some no name fucking dude in a cubicle who this is his masterpiece. This is a guy that's already got a true a proven track record. This is. If you ask Leonardo to fucking give you his masterpiece or you ask Botticelli or you ask Michelangelo, at that point, just know that you ask the guy who already has proven he's got his shit, like, wired, and then get the fuck out of the way and let him do his thing. So if you don't like it, fine. Go away. Go play something else. If you do like it, enjoy the ride. Let me... I want to real quick go over some some notes that I just have jotted down about shit with regard to the state of Star Citizen. And we should start this conversation out with the fact that 317.1 literally dropped while we were doing this show. And the uh, I, I'm looking through our channel. The fucking channel is full of pictures of people with their X-Wing. I mean, sorry, with their uh, 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 Gunstar. I mean, sorry, with their uh, uh, Scorpius. Um, God damn, it's a good time to be a Star Citizen player. Am I right? Like, seriously? Legit? Who wants to play Star Citizen all weekend now that the Scorpius is out, 317-1 is out, and we're about to have Invictus uh, ready? Let me go over some thoughts and and just real quick chime in with if you have something on this or not, whatever. Uh, That thought pertains to another show. Uh, 
Fix Jumptown. They need to add a second door, preferably on the roof to fix Jumptown and or two doors. Guess what? Fucking CIG said, hey, we realize we think we need to add another door. Hey, that's great. That's going to be awesome. Nine Tails Orison event. I'm curious about this. Like, let's be honest. I think the leak stuff has been like, yeah, there's going to be a Nine Tails Orison event during the Invictus. Man, I'm super curious at how that's going to play out. A, is it going to be good? B, already just doing Invictus on Orison. Like, Orison is the most gorgeous slideshow ever for a lot of less than top of the line PCs because of the cloud tech and everything in Orison. It makes it difficult. To do Invictus in Orison is ballsy. To do Invictus with a free fly in Orison is double ballsy. To do Invictus with the free fly with a special fucking Nine Tails event in Orison is ballsy to the point of stupidity. I'm like, are you brilliant? Are you stupid? I, I'm confused. I don't even know where to go with this. So part of me thinks this Nine Tails event gets pushed back until just after Invictus or maybe the last day of Invictus with a little bit of overlap. I'm super curious to see how they do this, what they do, if they do like. Maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe they're like, no, man, with our gains, we're ready to do this. And we're going to whip out our big fucking programming dick and just slap you on the forehead. Ha ha, you thought you knew better. In which case, I will be so happy to be proven wrong. Because that will mean that they have beaten the living shit out of the issues with cloud tech and high pop. And oh my God, that would just be beautiful for the game. Um, I think they need to fix Ninetales some. I think they need to allow for a meaningful, you know, real both sides to this. Because as it stands now, you've got people that fight against Ninetales and trolls-ish. I mean, at least that's what certain people call it. Some other people might say, no, we're proud PvPers, we're whatever. Okay, fine, whatever. S exact same thing with uh, um, Xenothreat. Right now, it seems to me like you've got a lot of reasons that the game funnels you into fighting Xenothreat. The only reasons that the game funnels you to fight against Xenothreat is like... Uh, I mean, again, PvPers, they're like, no, we're playing, we're making a meaningful choice. This is blah, blah, blah. Okay, I respect it, whatever. But it doesn't seem like there's a lot of in-game reward for choosing that loop. Exact same thing to a certain extent, different but same, but different, but same for a lot of the stuff with uh, with uh, uh, Jumptown. It seems like a lot of Jumptowns funnel into like people standing in line to get their stuff and move out. And there's a few outlaws that are like, we're going against it. But I would like to see more meaningful, interactive, narrative, in-game things to sort of push you along the way of saying oh you get a reward for bucking the trend for not standing in line for whatever cig says that there's more story missions and more audio cues coming 
God damn, I pray to God that that includes the return of Tessa Bannister. It's time for Tessa Bannister. I would like to see more Tessa. I would like to see more Rico Battaglia. I'd really like to see more uh, Tweak. I'd like to see more chain quest lines with face-to-face mission givers. Now, right now, there's like 11 known mission givers, and some of them have been removed from the game entirely at the moment, and there's no mystery behind that. CIG has said quite clearly the reason for that is that they have an asset allocation, like they're they're at their budget for their assets, and that server meshing will allow for more assets. When that comes, I'm super excited that we've already had the beginning of server streaming, which is a step along the process to static server meshing, which is a step along the process to dynamic server meshing, because that means we can get a lot more face-to-face mission givers with like dynamic storylines they have you know can have their own reputation systems and can tie into factions and the larger sort of extrapolated world and that's i that is a thing that i am here for all day mining tools okay i don't know a lot of people might not have put this together yet but mining tools are a precursor to door breaches now they've already talked about FPS gadgets that are coming to us. Door breaches. B-roll, Kai. All right, I'll put on B-roll. Here we go. Door breaches, FPS shields, cutting tools, the tractor beam. Not the little tractor beam handheld, but the, 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 the tractor beam that's more like a rifle, the larger tractor beam. These are all things that are coming. A lot of people, you might not have put it together. There's a streamer that did a stream where he literally demonstrated you can right now take a mining tool, attach it to a door, step back 20 feet, 50 feet, whatever, shoot it, and it'll explode the, the mining tool, which will breach the door. It'll break the door. So effectively, much the same way as you had cargo transfer, which was basically just like... Uh, multi-purposed or, or, or differently purposed to make in-flight refueling, now you have a mining tool, which literally all you have to do is, number one, reskin it. Number two, drop the price by a massive amount because it's meant to be a throwaway device as opposed to a multi-use, uh, expensive sort of uh, uh, industrial device. But you reskin it, you make it cheaper, and you put it with a toggle switch that has a 15 second 20 second timer and boom you've got a door breacher that it literally already exists in the game the mechanics are there for it super fucking excited for that let's go around the horn real quick because i'm halfway through my ideas let's because i I don't want to just go for like 20 minutes everybody any 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 thoughts on that anyone hop in yeah Okay, so the Ninetales mission is in-game, in PTU, right now. Hell yeah. I'm and looking at, so, the, at the mission on my screen at the moment. What's the actual name of it? Because that's something uh, I haven't Ninetales Occupation at Orison. Up okay, to 300 so it, it, is... Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't asking for the whole description, but the name. Because I saw somebody in chat, I'm not going to call him out because there was an innocent mistake, 
they thought that we were talking about Nine Tails Lockdown, the, the no, previous no. existing dynamic no. event. This is a new special one that is an FPS event on platforms in Orison. Basically, yes. basically, we're doing a big Invictus show, and oh my god, terrorists have showed up. Not at the actual place where it is, but on a platform like that's like 10 miles out, but is still part of the extended space flight city. Yep. So the rumors are true. Everything in the description, the rumors are true. It's multi-stage, multi-objective, uh, pays up to 380,000 AUSC plus bonuses. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, it's a giant PVE event during Invictus, which is in, which is insane. Uh, but it's in the PTU at this very moment. Mm. I'm here for it. I'm hyped. I'm ready. So if you recall back, and I'm not giving them false credit, this is what I said like 10 minutes ago. Are they going to have the balls to do this? Spoiler alert, they got big, big meaty knockers. Holy shit. Now, this could blow up in their face. This could be a shit show when, like, the event rolls around, when Invictus actually happens. I hope it's not. I'm I'm rooting for them. Thoughts, people, anyone on any of the stuff that I said? Testing yeah. right now. So, and it's on PTU, by the way, yeah. everybody. Yeah. It's not live, live. It's on PTU. Yeah. Right. Right now, we have um, the event halls are rotating every four hours, which, of course, is not going to happen during the event. The Bengal flyby is being tested um, yeah. at Hell least yeah. once a day. Uh, the Javelin tour is being tested. The Defense Con for Drake is being tested. Um, and so there's a lot going on. It's all in testing right now. Today, tomorrow, they're doing focus tests. So... You know what? If you want to see it early? Hop in. You bring up a good point, yeah. Rain. I wasn't right. I I said it's going to be Invictus on top of Orison Cloud Tech on top of Nine Tails Attack Orison event. I didn't even extrapolate far enough. That's on top of Free Fly, which I did include, but that's yeah. also in top of. Idris is coming in and out, which Idris is back in the day alone would crash the server on top of Bangles coming in and out. Holy fuck. And a javelin. And javelin. That's what I meant. And a javelin and got an a javelin with an interior you can explore while the Bangle is most certainly going to be gutted on the interior. Like literally just Idris back in the day, just Idris would crash a server. Now you've got I it, it's good to, it takes me a long time to remember it all. A lot of things on top of that. Holy shit! Anybody else yeah. before I move on? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm flying the Scorpius right now, and yes, it is amazing. It's incredibly maneuverable for a heavy fighter, and it's so much fun. It's more it's more Star Wars than Star Wars. No, it's the total you're not my father. It's the total X-wing with the with the with the wing guns and everything. It's great. It's gonna get nerfed. I think it's pre-nerfed. So, I think it's pre-nerfed. I nope. No, I think no, you're it's both in the, wrong. It's in the patch notes. It's in the patch notes. Oh, I know it's more maneuverable than it should be, but for now, yeah. we'll I'm see. having fun. We'll see. And so, if they nerf I, it, fine. All right. So moving moving I, on. Go ahead, real quick, before I go. Oh, it, it's just you. You were at, you actually had asked like you know how big are these balls? The the thing is with the free flight and everything. That's a stress test. 
they're going to push the servers and see where it breaks. Okay. And then try to figure out how they can make it not break there the next time. And then when, I guess, IAE rolls around, hopefully it doesn't break. All right. Anyways, so well, so here's... Yes. So here's what we're looking. Here's what I'm looking for. You know, we talk about door breach, FPS shield, cutting tool, tractor beam, large. I want AR markers on foot. I want it. Um, oh yeah. Hell yeah. Three point eighteen. It's coming. It's next. It's what's next. Three point eighteen. Physicalized cargo. Are you kidding me? That is a major revamp for all available cargo missions traders you know that's going to change what pirates do that's going to change how people interact on all sorts of levels with the cargo i strongly suspect that what you're going to see and this is just me i can't guarantee it maybe i'm wrong and if i am later point and laugh and remind me but i strongly suspect that what you're going to see is because CIG has already told us you're going to get a cargo hanger. And that cargo hanger is going to have all your stuff that you bought and or took the mission for. And you're going to have to get the stuff from the uh, cargo elevator through your hangar into your ship and to the final destination. Now, they didn't ever clarify... If you have to unload it at the destination or if there are porters at the destination, but they made it very clear without question that you have to get it from the cargo elevator through the cargo hangar into your ship and fly it the fuck off. I strongly suspect I could be wrong, but I would be willing to bet money and anyone who wants to take me up. Put it in the chat now. I will come back and fucking haunt you for that money later. I strongly suspect there's going to be a free dolly, like a hand dolly, that anyone can use to get, like, whatever, a quarter of a pallet. Like, like you can get five stacks on a hand dolly and load it on the ship. But you can get... There's 20 stacks in a pallet, and you can move maybe two pallets at a time with a little fucking, what's that called? Uh, forklift. 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 The, oh yeah, or that. So they're going to sell a forklift for 30 bucks, 40 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever. And it's like, hey, man, do you want to move a quarter of a pallet for free? Or do you want to move two pallets for a $30 forklift and then just drive that little fucking forklift onto your Caterpillar or A2 at the end of the trip and then, you know, use it for the next one and the next one and the next one? These guys, turns out they're crafty motherfuckers. They're not idiots. They're going to make money off of you wanting to expedite your business transactions. I think... That coming up at this Invictus, in addition to, I think there's going to be three ships, and we're going to get into it later, but I think there's going to be three ships and a couple of ground vehicles that are forklift-type, move-shit-around-type vehicles that you can pay money to get an advantage. 
these guys, they're crafty with their marketing. It turns out that they made a few dollars off of the idea of not pay to win so much as pay to advantage. And they are riding that line hard. Let's see if that's what happens. <sighs> Some stuff that's broken right now. And I don't even know if this is on purpose or not on purpose, whatever. I mean, clearly this is just oversights or mistakes but an idris doesn't shoot back at the moment you can just do that mission a hammerhead has no chaff at the i mean they have chaff clearly but they don't use it so like how does that work i don't know but if you have a torp ship you can fly in get a hundred percent kill in under two minutes and collect your $40,000 at or AUEC whatever I say dollars fuck you I'm lazy they you can collect your 40 grand and then stack the next and the next and the next and the next and the next it strikes me that CIG they're not idiots I think they maybe are letting they're like wink wink whoops it's a oversight on our part you can, we just did a wipe not too long ago. You can reload your money and buy a lot of ships really fast and help us test them. Wink. So, if you're a Black Sky Legion fan and you want to do a mission with an address that doesn't shoot back or a hammerhead that doesn't in any way avoid torp kills, wink. Go get your shit. Get some money. Buy bigger ships. Help them test stuff. Give them quality feedback. Something that I really want. We used to have helmet HUD feedback. Like, I want the helmet HUD back. I want the visor HUD. Whatever you, however you want to call that. I want that back. Um... And lastly, I'm going to say, well, two things. Number one, subscribe to Zero State and Moist Noodle, two great content creators. A lot of the videos that brought along the stuff that, that helped me sort of come to a lot of these different conclusions come from Zero State and Moist Noodle. Some of it also comes from uh, uh, Tomato. Uh, what the fuck is I'm blanking on his name. I just remember, you know, thanks for coming to my tomato talk. I, well, I love that Space. fucking guy. Space tomato. Thank yeah. you. Subscribe to all three of those. They are phenomenal content creators that deserve your support. Um, the last thing I'm going to put in here. I would love to see Star Citizen at a ship for sale. And you might be thinking, they always add ships for sale. What are you talking about? Well, I got a different idea of a ship for sale. I would like to ask them to add in the RSI-X, the original. Now, for those of you who don't know, if you remember earlier, we talked about uh, Paul Shelley, the amazing content creator uh, for lore for Star Citizen. He does a phenomenal talk about ships of lore, like special lore ships in the Star Citizen universe. So the lore is that 
Originally, people were stuck in the soul system. They were stuck in Earth area. And they were making these generation ships and they were using AI to fly the generation ships and to take them a bunch of people that were in suspended animation on trips for thousands of years to get them to a different star system to create a colony. And they were having problems because the apparently the AI were failing in one way or another and it was leading to or presumed to lead to the deaths of thousands or tens of thousands of humans. And then there was this one crafty dude who one day noticed, hey man, on the far side of Neptune, we keep losing ships. Ships keep disappearing. We don't know why, but it 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 seems to me like maybe there's a wormhole over there that's causing them to disappear. And he created a complex series of uh, uh, sort of instruments that would scan for an unstable wormhole and would allow for interstellar transit. And this guy created the RSI, I think it was the RSI X1 originally. And he flew it through the wormhole to another star system, then used the instruments to access the wormhole on the other side and came back to our star system and announced to the world, hey guys, this is how we can do interstellar travel. So that was the first interstellar, or at least the first successful interstellar travel ship. It's presumed that the other ships that disappeared had also engaged in interstellar travel, but they had been unsuccessful in their transit and or unable to make their way back. So we're not going to give them credit for having succeeded. He was the first round trip, got out of the star system, got back to the star system, reported his findings. And like Columbus, reporting back to the uh, High Court of Spain, the, the Royal Court of Spain, he was credited with finding the new world, or in this case, finding interstellar travel and proving the concept and allowing for the shedding of the idea of using generation ships that travel for thousands of years that were run by AI that were apparently untrustworthy and allowed for the modern era of interstellar travel. Now, interestingly... This RSI ship is basically the RSI X7, the latest variant of it, is the Aurora. The Aurora, the RSI Aurora that we all know and love today. Uh, the starter ship that many, 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 many command or citizens start with on their travels in the verse. I still only have an Aurora. Exactly. Egg salad. Suv can testify. Now, basically, the original RSI X1 or whatever was just the body of that Aurora, but the nose of it looked much like a 1980s era space shuttle, American space shuttle, like the Challenger, the Discovery, the Endeavor, etc., etc., etc. Instead of that fishbowl at the front, it had... Uh, a space shuttle looking nose but it was the same back body and the same size the the current modern day aurora is just a variant thereof so i would like to petition cig 
Not that any of them are listening, but if any of them were listening, and I happen to know that on multiple occasions we've gotten shout-outs from Jake, who hops into our Discord regularly, and I'm, I'm talking about Jake Acapella, the community manager, and uh, Disco Lando, the... Uh, he was community manager. Now he's moved up to like whatever player content. I forget the exact title, but he's the guy that runs all of their ISCs, SELs. He runs their internal video production series unit. But guys, this ship serves no purpose whatsoever. It's basically just the exact same fucking thing as the starter Aurora, except you have a lot of old white men with a lot of disposable income who happen to love your shit and would gladly pay you 50 60 even a hundred dollars for something that is functionally no different and or possibly less good than the current starter aurora just because they want to drive around in the thing that's the throwback they want to drive around in the 1912 graft und stift that was what uh what Archduke Ferdinand was driving in when he was assassinated that started World War One, or they want to drive around in the 1969 Porsche Spider that fucking uh, uh, James Dean died in, in a crash. They want to drive around in a classic era. They want to play like they're fucking, what is that guy? Jay Leno, and they're driving around in a like a fucking car that's 300 years old just because it's cool. I don't buy a whole hell of a lot of ships. I will tell you this. If they put the RX-1, the original ship, imagine if you're a Star Trek fan and you're like, hey, man, do you want to drive around in the ship that Zephyrin Cochran fucking first went to light travel with or warp travel? Hell yes. I'll give you $100 for that ship. It has no purpose. I don't give a fuck. I want it. It's lore. Just um sorry if i've missed it but was it a prototype the original yes it was a singular made it was like a, a one and done ship that the dude made that was the first ship that made modern space travel and then actually after that when he proved the concept they made a bunch of copies of that and they started i guess the rx2 the rx3 and and eventually they settled on a I think a very successful design, which was the RX-7. The latest variant of that is the current Aurora that you get as a starter ship for forty five bucks in game. Well, the, the, the in in terms of law, the, yes, the in game company Asperia actually their whole shtick is that they make replicas. They make uh, correct. They make, they make replicas they make of alien creature uh, ships. Well, yeah, so far, but they make high spec rec replicas to sell to sure uh, to, to sell to collectors. So there's no reason that they couldn't do that ship. Strong agree. Love that. Love that idea. Yeah. Love you for suggesting it. Yeah, I'm. I love you. I, if I can jump in on this, sure. um, I'm hoping that they do that. But I'm also hoping that we see because. They've already done. They've already done a three D model of it for use in lore. I mean, obviously, fairly low quality and without a detailed interior, yada yada. But I hope that they build out this, the RSI Zeus, which was the the yes. first, yes, agreed, like successful, sort of in system spaceship. That's the one that put or basically put Robert Space Industries on the map. Essentially, um, I'm hoping that they. I like. I'm hoping that there is replicas of that through Asperia, so that relatively affordable 
new copies can be obtained by players. But I'm hoping that in the long run, Sig also puts Derelict, RSI Zeus's, yeah. in sort of far off, far flung off, off the beaten path places in Seoul. So and maybe also somewhere else. So Elix, remember the part where Elix? I said I was going to suggest a ship this week, and if you wanted to suggest one next week or the following or whatever, you could do your Zeus idea. You went this week right, too. Same idea. Yeah. Well, it, it's basically, it, I mean, it's basically the same thing, just slightly different ship. Yeah. But yeah. So the idea that I was suggesting is that maybe CIG could maybe once a year during IAE, they could literally go, here's a once a year opportunity for you to grab this ship. It costs $50. It does nothing better. It may be even slightly worse than what the $40 ship does. But it's a it's a skin that's a replica. It's literally just a reskin of the RSI Aurora, but it has that space shuttle nose. And for you lower nerds out there, and I want to give full credit, I learned about this from Astropub Paul Shelley, he who should get his own little I want to move it, move it uh, of, of uh, emote. Man, that would be a neat thing, and you would get a lot of money from the lore nerds. You wouldn't get money from the new players. They wouldn't know any better, but the lore nerds would give you – everybody would want to throw in 50 bucks to prove their cred and to get their old school. It would be like you're driving around in a – oh, I'm driving around in a 1940 Ford or some kind of weird shit that, that millionaires like to do. I just think it would be cool. Anybody got anything on any of this stuff that I said before we move on to the very last thing of the night? Well, second to the last thing of the night because Boss Lady quite rightly added a thing that we should definitely talk about. But anybody want to add anything else before we move on to the Invictus schedule? For me. No, I'm getting sleepy. All right. let's Yeah, let's wrap this shit up because it's almost tomorrow. Holy shit. We've been doing this show for like 15 hours. All right. Next up, we've got the Invictus schedule. So let me pull it up right now. 12, asset 12. Here we go. There it is. That's the schedule. It starts with Anvil Aerospace. It moves to Aegis. Then there's RSI, Origin, Outland, and... Shit, I can't even read that. Uh, uh, Argo. Then... So, May 20th, 21, the first two days is going to be Anvil Aerospace. I strongly suspect they're going to open it up with a new Anvil ship. I suspect that it's going to be a cap ship. Now, it could be a sub-cap ship. It could be there's different levels of cap ship, but I think it's going to be a cap ship. After that is Aegis Dynamics for two days. After that is RSI, Origin, Outland, and Argo all sharing Two days, then Crusader, Tumbrel, Misk, all sharing two days. And then interestingly enough, highlighted and different than everything else is Drake two days. And then the Invictus finale. Now, I strongly suspect that we're going to see either one or maybe even two ships coming from Drake. Would not shock me. To see 
holy shit. They're, they they said that it was in gold pass, that it was in final art. Oh, my God. Here is the um, – oh, shit. Why am I blanking? The two-seater Drake Explorer, the mini fucking Carrick. What's it called? The, the Y-Wing. Corsair. Corsair. There we go. Wouldn't shock me to see the Corsair. Wouldn't shock me to see the, the – the, uh, would shock me actually a little bit to see the Vulture. Like, because they said – the only reason why it would shock me to see the Vulture, if we were dealing with, you know, a year ago, wouldn't shock me to see the Vulture now and the game loop associated with it in six to nine months. But they said flat out, when we drop the Vulture, we're going to drop the game loop of the, the hull stripping and the whatever. Like, like not just hull stripping, but also the next level of uh, salvaging. Holy shit, though. What if they shocked the world and dropped a new Anvil ship? I think there's going to be three new ships coming. I'm just going to say that. Three new ships and at least one ground vehicle, some form of a forklift. If they started with, here's an Anvil ship, then Aegis, then RSI Origin, blah, 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 blah uh, uh, Argo, and in that day, they dropped, oh, here's a forklift. Then Crusader, Tumbrel, Misk, and then Drake. Oh, here's two ships. A, 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 a Corsair and a Vulture. Let me tell you something right now. They would make all of the monies. They would make over... They would get to the point of being over 50000 during Invictus Week, which would put them well on track to smash... Over a hundred, I dare say maybe one twenty-five plus for the year, which would be massively, massively record-breaking in a way that we thought could not happen for fundraising at this point. And then finish it up with Invictus. Like I just gave you some super tin foil hatty, like crazy, super big. But what if we got? What if it wasn't we remove the tin foil, foil hat and step back just a little bit and say, what if we got ship on launch with their with 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 Anvil? What's the name of the uh, uh, forklift from Argo on the the twenty four twenty five and just one ship with Drake? On the day, although I just I'm telling you something in my well, gut says two ships from says, Drake. Go it ahead. It also says Drake Interplanetary Defense Con, which I've never heard. That, Drake that's normal. To as that. That, yeah, no, that they normal. always call so, it that. They, so, so they're not invited the, the, to the main show. Is the point? Yeah, basically they're they're not invited by the UEE to the actual Invictus launch week, so they do their own thing and they call it Defense Con. But I don't and remember it being a competing alternate. And, and I 100% agree with you. That's completely normal. So the thing is, is the uh, the main guys look down on Drake as they're lesser than because they're like, oh, you guys are like the pirate people. They never get invited to the party. They always have their thing separate. They're, none of the other people want to share stalls with them. But I don't remember them being highlighted in this manner completely separate. I remember them always being separate, but I don't remember... The, when I look at that logo there, when I look at that schedule, it it says to me, it doesn't say Drake is less than. It says Drake is more than. like that. And maybe I'm just reading it in a weird way that is wrong, in which case I apologize. That's entirely on me. But I, something in my gut is telling me 
three new ships and at least one ground vehicle. And the ships are going to be one Anvil, two Drake, and a ground vehicle forklift, ground vehicle uh, truck, ground vehicle something. There's there's going to be a ground vehicle from Drake or something of that sort because there's a box that is marked that it's DefenseCon exclusive. And there's a timer for it on the PTU. And there's a countdown for when it opens. But when it opens right now, or at least when it opened on the PTU, it was just a SIG dev inside trolling why, people. Why does that mean that it necessarily is a ground vehicle and not a ship? It's like the size of an APC. Okay, and maybe. There's, and there have been... like it, it's, it's too small to be a full-size giant ship. Now, it could be a small ship, like... You know, cargo, like a dragonfly kind of or, thing, or dragonfly. Okay, okay, possible. I don't think it. No, I, I don't like the. I can drop the video, but point is that I don't think it would quite even fit as a, right. an Argo, but something of that sort. Yes. So I've given my feedback. Elix has given his. Boss lady, what do you think? What are your predictions for Invictus? Uh, well, I have absolutely none. Then I'm just really excited to experience my first invictus and star citizen so beautiful well you got a hot date tourist yeah, you got a hot yeah. date tweaked wants to take you by the arm and lead you around or you lead him around or who knows you just maybe yeah. both, i mean we're both, both gonna be tourists together. And see where it goes yeah. yeah we're gonna be well-armed tourists so that if anything does happen to break out we'll be ready for it but i'm gonna be wide-eyed <laughs> and just wandering around looking at everything for hell yeah looks like about 11 days 10 days hell yeah Chad, what do you think? What are your predictions? Now you don't get the you don't get the I'm a first time tourist excuse. You got to give some hardcore predictions. <laughs> go out on a limb like I did, so you can either look brilliant or look stupid. But go, go hard. Uh, <clears throat> at least one ground vehicle and probably two ships of some kind. And the ground vehicle will be cheap. It'll be the LTI token for the show. Okay, there's always like a cheap thing, of course, so, so that people can buy a cheap LTI token and then CCU up from that. Um, if they're running the or, the or Nine and Tails mission during uh, Invictus, more power to them. Uh, it's going to be crazy, and it should be. Hopefully, it'll be awesome, and uh, they'll make fifty million dollars and break all the records, and it'll be it'll, it'll, it'll be quite a show. You know um, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have some big balls. I'm gonna say they break sixty million. They're going big. <laughs> And for those who haven't been on a capital ship like the the Javelin and or seen the Bengal like at the on the exterior, it'll be a sight to behold. It, there's it, there's are new kinds of like mass. Now the the Javelin last year was only partially implemented in, in the interior. They may have added more corridors and more of the ship. We don't know yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'll definitely be looking to to see if they have done more for that as well. Now I'll be I'll be interested to see Chad. They're gonna have to come up with a vehicle, a ground vehicle that actually is worth something. Just to call it the LTI token. There are so many people that have three to five to six tokens from the hover quads from from just a couple months ago. They're gonna yeah. have to come up with a vehicle that actually. And I think the way you have a vehicle that makes it worth it is to tie it to the physicalized loading and unloading of ships in the physicalized cargo in 318. I think that's the trick. Well, we shall see we shall. how far they go with it. We shall. Uh, Wolf Dragon, your predictions. 
Well said. All right, Wolf Dragon apparently stepped away. Uh, Lady Raincloud, you're predict now. You are not a novice. There we go. Wolf, hop in. Um, yeah, the drink definitely. I uh, was actually triple muted. I don't know how that happened. Um, there's definitely going to be, I think, one new ground vehicle. Um, there's lots of ships to choose from. Uh, I like the idea of eventually having um, ships that are less utilitarian. Could be fun, but that's not now. Uh, I think the big thing coming out of this um, is going to be just an absolute S-class uh, stress test with here's everyone coming to here to look at all the things and walk around and do stuff. And oh, by oh, the yeah. way, there's the terrorists. Like They're they're pushing the limits. They're seeing what breaks so they can fix it for realsies later, next time, whatever. And awesome. Well said. Lady Raincloud, as an expert, mm. I'm looking. So you don't get Wolf, Boss Lady, and Tweaked can get the like. I don't know. I'm just here looking around. Whatever I get, I'm happy. I need from you the same thing as from from Chad and Elix. I need some hardcore, serious predictions. Go out on a limb, have some big balls, and show us. Big success or, ooh, swing and a miss. Because I went out hard, so I'm going to look really stupid if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, What else is new? Um, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> no, I... Wrong. No, I'm not. Um, definitely ground vehicle. Definitely ground vehicle. And um, I, I would say at least two ships. They did say multiple vehicles. Two weeks of ISC Three. talking about it. Three. Um, so the other thing is, is also to remember that, um, you know, these are going to be unannounced. So if you've already seen stuff about a thing, it doesn't count. So just, just for people to remember, these are unannounced vehicles that you haven't seen names and, and pictures and stuff for. So don't expect that. That's not. Does happening. That, does that count as unannounced? Because it could be like we didn't announce that it was releasing now. No, but you're it's always completely new. You completely new. So That's for sure. So yeah. so for sure, the Corsair, the Vulture, and the X-wing fighter Scorpius do not count. Nope, mm -hmm. they don't. And the Scorpius is out on the PTU right now, so it, it definitely is. doesn't count. It is so. Yes. Okay. All um, right. All right. Yeah. All right. I, I like where Unannounced. you're going. I like Unannounced. where you're going. I like where you're no going. No pictures, no images, no names, no concept, no nothing. We haven't announced nothing. It's on the roadmap as unannounced. I can dig but it. So yeah, that's what we're getting. All right. I can dig it. Suv, I don't know where you're at on the Star Citizen spectrum. I think you're less than me, more than tweaked. I don't know. Yeah. Where? Yeah, basically. Uh, I... Um... I don't follow the project that closely because mm. um, I, don't, I don't watch all the videos, and um, I, actually, I don't watch I don't watch many of the videos. I I, I try and keep a bit of distance because. Mm -hmm. um, In short, you have a life. <laughs> well, that, but I also um, uh, I don't I, I think that keeping a bit of healthy distance is good because um, uh, I don't want to be I, I don't want to join the legions of the discontented. Um, and I like uh, I log in every patch and see what's new, and I really enjoy it. But I don't watch all the videos because there are a hell of a lot of videos, mm. um, and I don't read the I don't read all the updates. Um, I I just keep my I just keep my finger on very loosely on the pulse of what's going on. Um, and um, 
so I, and I, I, I miss a lot of the events as well. Mm. Um, so Star Citizen as, a, as an experience is, is quite a frictional one for me uh, because every time I log in, I, I never know where I'm going to be. Most missions that I take balk. Um, I have to create a new character quite a lot. Um, I think the more you play, the less. I think the more you play, the easier it is because um, uh, your the proportion of times that you log in, which are immediately after a large update, is is um, is lower as a proportion. True. Whereas if you if you play like me, most times I log in, I've got to rebind something or redo a character or, mm-hmm. or I don't know, just just fuck around in some way. So so if I if I've been busy and I just fancy playing a game for a couple of hours and chilling out, Star Citizen is not <clears> usually the game I go to. If I want to have my mind blown, then Star Citizen is the game I go to. Nice. Um, so, so long story short, I I don't um, I also miss a lot of the events. I miss a lot of these these big weekends that they do. Um, though I gather they are spectacular. Um, I'm going to try and get to this one, um, and I fully expect to be blown away again. Hell yeah! I dig it. I can dig it. I want to throw in one thing in addition to. The big Invictus event, which is like, hey, come and free fly hundreds of ships. Like, oh, look at that. Whatever. A hundred ships-ish. Like, so many ships that you can fly for free. You literally go to the terminal. You say, I want to fly this ship. And they're like, here, go fly it. And you can fly it for free. It is also a free fly in the sense that people who do not own the game can fly... In the game for free. You can download it and just just play it. Oh, I haven't bought it. So what? Who cares? Go play it. That's amazing. That is a opportunity. So for those of you who are listening to the show who are like, I heard Star Citizen's a scam. I'm not giving them my $40. I don't trust You are Kaizen. correct. You are absolutely correct. You, you, you should say pristine in your righteousness and avoid playing one of the most spectacular video game experiences available. True. Uh, so if you say, well, like, I, I don't want to <laughs> well do said. this or that or the other. Well, guess what? Several times a year, and this is one of them, Star Citizen allows you to just play the game for free. You don't have to buy it. It's like saying, here's a rental car. Try it. And if you, you know, try it for a week. And if you enjoy it, start making the payments. And if you don't, eh, just bring it back. And you don't have to pay nothing. Which is amazing. I can give you a word of advice, though. If you're a free fly player, if you have never played Star Citizen, and you're like, I want to try it... And I want to see all this new stuff. When you create an account, they're going to ask you, where do you want to make your home base? Make it in Orison. That's where the big show is. So just make it there and play there and see the show because you can log in every day without ever leaving the, 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 the planet, the gas giant, the city floating in space. Just... If you don't understand, literally, this is a gas giant that has a floating city like Vespin City from Star Wars, where Lando Calrissian lives. It has a floating city that is made up of whatever, 50, whatever, a massive number of platforms that are all just sort of floating and linked. And there's a little trolley that goes from place to place, and you can land at different places. And the main place where we're going to be at, where the show is at, that's going to be stuff going on. But also, like 30, 40 miles away in the, one of the extended outer little floating 
building lits is going to be, oh, there's terrorists attacking and there's an event and you can do it. Like, just the fact that I... Literally, this is my fucking alarm saying, go to bed, asshole. Uh, uh, like, the fact that that exists should say something to you. This is fucking ballsy. And, like, just if you're brand new, if you trust me, if you've, like, I've listened to Kai enough, he's not full of shit. They're gonna have a they're gonna have a sale going on. Buy Star Citizen. Maybe play it. Maybe don't. Maybe it's ready for you. Maybe it's not. But it eventually will be. And when that happens, go. If not, if you're like, I don't trust this asshole. I don't know him. Okay, fine. Play it for free. Choose Orison as your starting city. If you're not a free player and you're new to three seventeen. You're like, I haven't played it in months, but I'm ready to come back and see what's what, what's new. Don't choose Orison as your starting city unless you don't intend to play it. If you don't intend to play it, choose Orison as your starting city, and we'll see you in three months at 318. Pick another one. But if you if you intend to play it, like actually play it, play it, you know, whatever. Microtech is a great place. Maybe Hurston if you're more into the mining bounty hunting routine, but Microtech is a great place. And then... Get into a small ship that's maneuverable. Get your ass parked at Orison ahead of time because later it's going to be a fucking shit show. And then be ready to log in on those days and see all of the stuff. They will let you literally have access to many, 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 many dozens of ships. And, oh, I want to try this. I want to try an A2. I want to try a C2. I want to try a Caterpillar. I want to try a Mercury Star Runner. I want to try a Gladius. I want to try a Hurricane. I want to try a insert thing here. Unless you think Cutty Steel, in which case, think again. That's a poor choice. Pick better. Um, so many ships to fly for free. So many things to do with them. Know that in order, if you if you want to say, oh, I want to try a prospector and I'm going to leave Orison, you're going to spend 30 minutes just getting out of atmosphere. It's a fucking gas giant. They have large, large, large atmospheres. And if you're like, this takes 30 minutes to leave orbit, I'm bored. I don't like this game. Well, guess what, asshole? If you want to leave orbit of or uh, of Saturn of of Venus, no, sorry, not Venus of Saturn of uh, wait, Mercury's little, Saturn is big, Venus is Jupiter. little, Jupiter. There you go, Saturn or Jupiter. They're fucking massive. It's gonna take you time. Pick one. Do you want a realistic game? Or do you want a super easy to skip game? If you want a super easy to skip, pick a different game. Pick Elite and play it and enjoy it. It's a great game. It's a great... I'm not saying that to shit on Elite. It's a great game. Elite is definitely not the game if you don't want to take a long time to get somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if, you, if, you, if you want an easy experience, play Nightmare Sky. 100%. Right. <laughs> 100%. All right. We got to wrap this show up because it's been going for like four days now. But the I'm last considerably older than I was when we went on it. You are, <laughs> in fact. 
I didn't want to say it, but you are, in fact. Let's just wrap <laughs> this up. I want to turn this over to uh, Boss Lady. Here you go. Boss Lady, we're, we're done with talking about... Did I skip people? Fuck. Is there anybody that I skipped at all? Tweak, did... No, I got you. You you went with Boss Lady earlier. Okay, cool. Boss Lady, wrap us up with the fact that there's a total lunar eclipse going on right now. Well, not quite right now. Well, Close. I mean, it might, it's it's heading into it. So so it's uh, Sunday evening. Uh, we'll put the link in the various channel in the yep. Discord. But yeah, there's real life stuff that we can go out and look at in the sky. And it's really quite cool. Hell yeah. So, uh, link is going in the show notes. I got to find the link right now. Hold on. Bip, 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 bip. Copy link. Link is going in the show notes right now for you to uh, enjoy. Um, but there's, yeah, over this weekend, there is a, a, a uh, eclipse thing going on. And go and enjoy it. Uh, yeah, this show is like on hour 19, so we're ready to end it. Does anybody have anything before we close out the night? Going once, going twice. All right, let me find the show notes to post this. Here we go, stream live chat. Here is the thing. I love you all. On the count of three, everyone in the cast, say good night to the beautiful people. One, two, three. Good night. Good night. Yep. Ciao.